I haven't watched that. Uh, I've heard good good things about it, like ridiculously good. things. Literally everybody that I talk to is like, you have to watch this movie. It's I, so it good. does, from what I've heard, understand it does uh, kind of flippantly uh, toy with the idea of suicide is a good thing. Okay, I'm not. I don't understand the context, but from what I under, from a few reviews, it the few reviews I've read that does say that it kind of is pro suicide. Which I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think that's just someone else's interpretation of it. Right. So I don't know if it is. I don't understand why anybody would make a movie that would be pro-suicide, but who knows. I've just heard that it's very, very twisted and very good. Um, I've heard that it's mainly about people and their traumas. Like, if if you've dealt with, like, heavy trauma, like, this creature goes after you and shit like that. And so I think it would be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Anyway. Before we get into festivities for this week, Ryan, let's get into our partnership with Newsly. Newsly is a new site aggregator where you can have the news read to you. You can simply download the app at newsly.me or in the iOS or Android store. And once you download the app, you can just start it right away and just start listening to news articles as they're being read to you in a nice, calm, cool, collected voice. It's not like Siri or Alexa it's, or Google. It's more even-toned and less robotic. But if you want a uh, more tailored experience, you can download the app and start up a premium account. And whenever you do start up that premium account, you put in our promo code and get one month for free on us. And it's simply just Nerdinian you have to type in as the promo code. It's uh, Nerdinian with the I's and O's replaced with ones and zeros. And it's simply N-E-R-D, the number one, the letter N, the number 10, and the letter N once more. And you type all that in and, uh, whenever you're prompted to for a promo code. Uh, and you'll get one month of Nerdinian, or not Nerdinian, of Newsly on us for free. Nerdinian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can listen to uh, the news being read to you and as well as podcasts from over 40 countries all in one fucking app, so it could be your one-stop shop for everything podcast and news-related. And if anything I fucking said is at all confusing, just look at the show description. Everything will be there. The link for Newsly, the promo code itself. Just cut, copy, paste, and go from there. Anyway. Back to the future. I am Greg Vance. And I'm Ryan Downing. And we are Nerdinian, and each week we go through a certain nerd franchise. We go scene by scene, beat by beat, and just break down the movie for you. In a somewhat erratic manner. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm breaking it down. <laughs> um, and this week and over the past few weeks, we have been talking about the Skywalker saga with a few breaks in between for uh, Disney Plus. Other, series. other uh, Star Wars related yes. things. Uh, we are now in the sequel trilogy. We Last uh, time we recorded, we talked about The Force Awakens. This week, we were talking about one of my favorite Star Wars films, The Last Jedi. Your opinions about The Last Jedi. Because I've gushed about The Last Jedi over the past few weeks that so we've been gearing up um, towards this movie. So, as a whole, uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh. But I fucking hate the casino scene. Okay. I've come which, around on it. Which is, which is something that you and I have talked about whenever we saw the movie uh-huh. in the theater. Uh-huh. I was like... None of this has to exist. Not this this whole. I'll get into my argument of why it needs of, to exist. Of the we movie, well, it, I doubt that you have anything quite as poignant as without Jar Jar, we wouldn't have Andy Circus. We'll see. <laughs> I've got a few arguments to make because I've come around on that uh, Canto Bite sequence. 
Um, but yeah, just that that whole scene kind of doesn't do anything for me. Oh, fuck it, I'll talk about it here. So uh, <laughs> I was gonna wait till we got to the scene, but fuck it, we'll just talk about it right now. So uh, the way I the, the way I've always viewed the Kanto bite scene is that yeah, you could take that scene out and just the movie would still play out the same way. You'd still just find some random code breaker and they'd right. still get on the fucking ship and everything. But the reason it's so important is for those kids uh, taking care of the fathers. And for Finn and Rose. Rose is reminded why it's such a messed up world. And Finn is shown, he doesn't know this aspect, that the elite, the one percenters, are the ones behind F fucking everything. They're the ones that fucking gain the most by us being at war. That's what that whole sequence of events, along with the children, is about. The, 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 I think it's mainly about the children, is that these kids are left with no hope fucking whatsoever. They hear rumors about the resistance and of uh, the rebellion years before that. But they have no hope. They're being beaten by their caretaker as they take care of these fathers. And then Rose comes up as they're living in these stables. And Rose is there to give them some sort of hope, literally hope, by giving him the ring. And I think that's what that sequence is to remind you of, is that, yes, we can all get lost in this minutia of fucking... It's uh, it's a culture war. No, it's uh, it's Nazis from our world. It's all this. But what it really is, it's not a culture war. It's not a race war. It's a fucking class war. And that class war is the one percenters, all these fucking billionaires, and with Jeff Bezos, trillionaire, fucking playing us all like goddamn puppets and making us fight this whatever race war, culture war, whatever the fuck. When it's really us against them when it comes to like one percenters. And that's what the Canto Bite scene is trying to remind everybody. That we can all fucking love the war in the stars as all we can all, to our hearts fucking content. But what it's really about is fucking the elite trying to rule the, the haves trying to rule the have nots. It's pretty much what the Canto Bite scene is trying to convey. Along with, here's Jar, or not Jar Jar, but here's uh, BB 8 with a bunch of coins in his belly and he jingles a lot. And it, Benicio Del Toro has a weird stutter. <laughs> stutter. <laughs> I'm all fine for a stutter, but for some reason, the way he does it, it's gross. Yeah. It, it's like wet. I'm like, oh, no. Just stutter. Don't, don't do that. I, the mo- stutters I'm mainly used to are just like people like having a difficult... Tripping over their words. Yeah, to say their words. This one is like, there's like wetness to it, or like... I'm just like, no. Very Hannibal Lecter-esque. Whenever he stutters over words, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Some fava beans. I get nice why he did Chianti. it. It's a nice little like character moment for it, but I'm just like, nah. But that's why I've, uh, that's why I've turned around on the Canto Bite thing. Like, yes, yeah, some of it's a bit goofy with like the opera singer, bub, bumpy bug girl that's in the middle of the yeah. father years running through. But what it's really about is that uh, we're being played. That the the war in the stars is about the. Uh, the uber elite, the uber wealthy, fucking with everybody. And that's why we get that scene with DJ and Finn, where Finn is, or DJ is showing Finn, like, look, yeah, this guy was an arms dealer. And Finn is dead set on, like, no, they're selling arms to the First Order. And then DJ shows him, no, they're selling arms to both sides. Because they, they right. gain so much for this. My, my argument against that, mm-hmm. though, is that very important scene that you're talking about that shows the... Both sides. The both sides mm. argument happens off the casino. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally could have 
found him who has already hijacked this ship anywhere. That's why I'm a both minds where it is a Finn learning a hard fucking lesson, but it's also about those kids being reminded that there are good people out there fighting the good fight. The not to lose hope. And then we oh. get that at the end of the movie where we see the the stable kids are telling the story of the legendary Luke Skywalker. Right, but that was more to set up the the was it a trilogy that somebody was going to do of like the academy? I don't know if there was ever a trilogy of the Academy. I know Ryan Johnson is, is still in the works of doing a Star Wars trilogy. I'm not sure in what yeah, aspect. I think that it had to do with the Academy and I'm not like, sure rebuilding the Jedi Order or whatever. Um, I don't think it's going to be the case because of what happens in Rise of Skywalker. Well, I wouldn't know that, would right, I? Right. <laughs> There's no uh, order in the Rise of Skywalker. Well, right. There's rumblings. There's like the beginning workings of a... An academy, but there's no like full fledged academy in Rise of Skywalker. Um, and I think that's why the Canto Bite scene is so important. Now, could they have structured a few things a bit differently? Yes. A few of the things are a bit goofy, like the uh, little guy throwing coins into BB and then like belching in his face yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it, it's a bit weird, but I, I think good with I the think bat. one of my other, my other issues with it is everything else in the movie up until. Um, I forget the name of the planet. Canto Bite. No, that they end on. Oh, Crate. Crate. Up until Crate, everything is kind of dark and drab mm, in comparison. Mm, mm. And then you go to that place that's just bright, opulence color. and light. But and uh, I'm like, all. this is incredibly jarring, and it. But takes that's me on the out. surface, and that's why we get the stuff with the father years and the stable boys because on the surface, even Rose says, "Yes, on the surface, this is all full well, bright no, no, no. colors I'm and not, everything." I'm not, but underneath, it's very dark. I'm not talking about the the morality mm -hmm. behind it. I'm I'm speaking specifically of like color. Like in in the movie, there's you know browns and grays and just dark colors. There's not a whole lot of warmth. It's all cold. Fucking woman, unplugged my laptop and it was near her dad. I was like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's a lot of because at the beginning of the movie, there's like no hope, and that's right. what they're trying to convey. Right. Um, it's like there's no hope then, until the end, where you get the bright colors, the white and the red. But and, then they they. Go there, and it's just everything is gold and bright mm -hmm. and gaudy. It, yeah, and it just punches you in the face, and it's like, okay, that's that's enough of that. Like, I, don't, I think that's the point. Is it, it's supposed to much. punch you in the face and remind you, like, yeah, not every place is a fucking war zone. Like we've constantly been in. When it comes to, that's why I think the prequels uh, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. It isn't the grungy, gritty feeling of the original trilogy. It's all bright and hopeful and doesn't until like the last half of the Revenge of the Sith where everything turns dark and gritty and everything. So, And I, I believe that's what you get here. And most people don't like the Canto Bite scene because of those reasons. Because it's just everything's fast-paced, fucking moving at a quicker pace. And then everything doesn't come to a screeching halt but just slows down. It kind of feels like it comes to a screeching halt. I don't think so. Canto. I think it slows down a bit at Canto. Just to, you know, kind of like, all right, we've been going fucking fast-paced. Fuck, this movie does something different that the other fucking Star Wars movies hasn't. It takes place hours after the end of the last movie. 
Yeah. Where all the other movies have been like a year, two, three right. after the fact. So this movie, it, from the fucking start, just constantly boom, 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 boom. And then Canto Bite is like, all right, let's let's breathe for a second. There's a lot of fucking information we just threw at you to process. Let's take a second. And I believe that's also one of the other aspects of Canto Bite is just taking a second. Because immediately after Canto Bite, boom, 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 boom. Well, right. The, the problem with that is they're on a pretty tight clock. Yes. So slowing the pace to a crawl mm-hmm. whenever you're on the clock, basically, is not... It's not good. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't mind it. Uh, is there any, just the Canto Bite thing is the biggest uh, thorn in your side? Yeah. The, that's the biggest thorn in my side. Traditionally, there's not a huge amount of humor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, yep. in the Star Wars movies. You talk about the Hux, General Hugs, Poe Dameron, like poking the bear type thing. Right, which I I liked it at that point, but uh, going back to the Canto Bite scene with like the the little fucking guy with the gremlin coins. Yeah. throwing coins in BB-8, I was like, yeah, that, I guess that also More that also Canto, takes yeah. place in Canto Bite, yeah, in the Canto Bite uh, realm. There are some people that brush up against you know Poe Dameron calling General Hux, General Hugs. Now, see, I liked. It was reminiscent of Han Solo in the detention center saying, we're all good here. We're all fine. How are you? How are you? <laughs> it's yeah. reminiscent of that. Yeah. It it didn't, like, I didn't brush up against that. Um, I think more because it, it added to his character as, like, yeah. Yeah. The, the cocky fly boy, the, the, the new Solo, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. you said, going yeah. back to that, that thing where he's just... Poking the bear and irritating him. And where and this is brilliant fucking writing and all brilliant fucking acting, but where Poe Dameron is at the beginning of the movie compared to where he is at the end of the right. movie, there's a clear fucking arc with that character that I fucking enjoy uh, top to bottom. So, Obviously, yeah, I've talked about this movie, how it's probably number one or number two in my favorite Star Wars movies. I've gushed about this movie const- nonstop. Obviously, when this movie came out, we'll get into that whenever we talk about the Rotten Tomato score. This movie was... Fucking hated by a particular sect of people. Right. And for, for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, because a girl got the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's what it breaks down to. Okay. They were upset okay. that no, a girl got no, a Millennium Falcon. No, two reasons. Okay, what's the other reason? Rose. Oh, Rose, yeah. yeah. Which, like with fucking Ahmed Best, fucking Rose Tico. Not the worst character, not the best character, but I get where the character's coming from. She watched her sister die in this bombing raid, and she's a bit fucking, like, messed up by it. So I enjoy the character. But the hate that uh, Kelly Marie Tran, the actress, got for the character... Why she got so much hate. Well, you know why. Racism. Well, You have an Asian girl doing amazing things, and a bunch of racist fuckheads that claim to be Star Wars fans fucking went ballistic on her. She left fucking social media altogether because of that shit. Like, she hasn't been so on social media for quite a while because of that. And it's fucking heartbreaking, because she's she's great in this movie. I would love to see her in all sorts of things. We see her in Rise of Skywalker for a bit, but it's not as much. And right. I think that's because people... I, I think the, the way Rise of Skywalker breaks down is because of the response that... And I'm not saying it's every Star Wars fan, but a, a, 
uh, a vocal minority got the attention of Disney or someone at Lucasfilm to the point where, like, we're not going to change anything, but we are going to pull back on a few things. Right. Like the Rose Tico character played by Kelly Marie Chan. She's not in in the Rise of Skywalker too much. She's in it, but not as much as she was in, like, Last Jedi, so... Which is a shame. She's phenomenal in this role. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. This is probably the longest Star Wars movie. It clocks in at 2.32. Mm-hmm. While the other ones are like 2.15, 2.20, somewhere in there. Um, but as I've said before, this movie was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. And he is a phenomenal writer-director. Brick. Um, Looper. Fucking Knives Out. And Glass Onion is a continuation of the Knives Out world. And from the way I understand it, Glass Onion is just as fucking brilliant as Knives Out. I don't... I haven't watched Knives Out. You haven't? No. It is fucking insanely good. Christopher Plummer, fucking spellbinding fucking performance. Uh, Daniel Craig, fucking knocks it out of the park. Um, what's her What's her name? Ana de, uh, de Armas, I believe is her name. Fucking plays the the female lead. She her character her uh, uh, the character that she plays has a weird affliction that fucking plays heavily into the end of the movie. It's fucking just brilliant fucking storytelling across the fucking board. But this movie, Ryan, obviously, like I said, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, uh, starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, 
Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Andy Serkis, Lupita Nyong'o, Lloyd Dern, uh, Dom Nall, Gleason, I think is how you pronounce his name, Anthony Daniels, Chris, Gwendolyn Christie, Kelly Marie Tran, Benicio Del Toro, Frank Oz, uh, Jonas Suotamo, I think is how you pronounce his name, Billy Lord for a bit, and then I want to mention this actor as well because of his his character at the beginning of this movie. Mark Lewis Jones plays Captain uh, Kennedy. Kennedy? C-A-N-A-D-Y. Kennedy? Uh-huh. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's the, the captain of the Dreadnought. Like, yeah. the, that character is fucking brilliant. From the moment we see him on screen where Hawks is like, why aren't we firing? And he's like, because he's too close and we can't get our... Uh, we can't fire at him. We need to scramble the fucking TIE fighters, blah, blah, blah. Just shit like that. Like this uh, battle-weary fucking captain that's been there, done that, but then ends up being taken out because of uh, General Hux's ineptitude. Right. It's fucking... I, just, I love that character. Captain Kennedy is fucking just a great fucking character. He's uh, obviously on the bad side, but I would love to fucking just read more or just watch more of this character just doing things. Um, but yeah, this movie starts off with the the classic uh, long time ago opening a, crawl. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. And the crawl reads: First Order reigns, having decimated the peaceful Republic. Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny. Certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds towards the uh, rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. Dot, 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 dot. And it starts uh, in space, like several fucking Star Wars movies, only we see it going past a, uh, a carrier of some sort as all these other like little transports enter this carrier, and it just zips down to this planet, Dakar, that we got in The Force Awakens. And we see... Everything's fucking in scrambles. We see Connix play with Billy Lord. He's trying to fucking coordinate efforts to get everybody off this planet because they know the First Order knows where their base is. So they need to get the fuck out of here. And as she's coordinating with everybody, boom, 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 boom. She hears off in the sky. She looks up, and there is several First Order uh, Star Destroyers in the sky. And she's like, fuck. Uh, cut to General Hux on his, the bridge of his ship, and he's just basically doing his General Hux thing, just telling everybody... Alright, power up the cannons and we'll fire down at the planet. Bring in the dreadnought to fire down at the planet. Destroy this rebel base once and for all. And as everybody's gearing up for everything, they then hear something on their radars. And one of the technicians, like uh, General Hux, we got one lone X-Wing on our scanners. And his ship seems to be a bit modified and is in attack position. So what do we do? And General Hux is like, one lone one ship, that's it? That's it. And then uh, we cut to inside the cockpit. And it's Poe Dameron. And obviously his his, his X-Wing has been uh, uh, altered a bit. There's some like big engine on the back of it at this point. And the first thing we hear is BB-8 saying something. And then Poe responds, happy beeps, BB-8. And then we hear Leia uh, chime in. He's like, I'm with the droid. I don't think this is going to go very well. Now, people were always like... Uh, Where's the I have a bad feeling about this line that's in every Star Wars movie? And Ryan Johnson replied with, BB-8 says it. Just look at the yeah. responses. They're all trying to 
you know, trying to right. get that out of their head as uh, all this is about to take no, place. No, no, no. Happy beeps. Happy beeps. It's yep. going to work. This is going to work. Post uh, tells uh, BB to, uh, like, send out a call to General Hux. Yeah, open, a, open a frequency. Yeah. To... And we see the uh, frequency get recepted by the uh, First Order. And uh, General Hux is like, this is General Hux. What can... Uh, pretty much uh, says... Uh, why don't you turn around now? Your quivering scum will never fucking withstand the power of the mighty first order or whatever the fuck. And Poe is like, um, yeah, I'm on hold for General Hugs. General Hugs, do you, do you got him on the line? And then Hux is like, this is General Hux. Or why are you not? Can he hear me? And he looks down at one of his technicians. He's like, oh, he can. And then he's like, I'm General Hux. You fucking quivering mule or whatever the fuck and then poe's like uh general hugs uh you know what just tell him i've got a message for him from leia hey you fat bitch what do you do what she do she which one lulu lulu just fucking gorging her ass on the kitten food even though there's food food right there in the bowl she jumped up on the bag and was, like, trying to eat out of it. So, yeah, but basically what's happening here is that Poe is just pulling Poe Dameron, or Poe is pulling General Hux's leg, just trying to delay as much as possible. Even here, one of General Hux's men, he's like, I think he's just messing with you, sir. And immediately General Hux is like, fire! And uh, we see that uh, Poe, the reason he was delaying so much is he was charging up something, the engine on the back of his X-Wing. And right when it gets the full uh, power, he says, BB, hit it! And you see this thing fucking charge, and the gap between uh, Poe and the Dreadnought is quickly closed. Because he's on top of that Dreadnought, just fucking strafing across, turret one, boom, turret two, boom, 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 just taking out turrets left and right on this Dreadnought, so that way... Uh, the assault team, the bomber team, can come in and do its thing. Uh, near the end of him taking out a Poe, taking out all the turrets, he gets to the last one and he gets hit by because uh, Tie fighters are now in the fray mm -hmm. and have shot him. And he, he, his instrument panel and everything gets a bit fried. We see uh, fried, not flied. Uh, we see uh, BB-8 duck down into the X-wing and he loses his weapon system. Yeah, he he can fly, but he can't really fire anything. And he tells BB-8, "Is like we need to get that back up as quickly as possible so I can take out this last turret." And BB-8 duck. What did I say? Turret. Turret. Uh, BB-8 ducks behind or ducks below uh, the, the like the bowels of the X-wing ship, and he sees like one of the instrument panels is just like sparking like no other. He basically plugs the dam with his BB-8 metal finger, and another one pops up. Another spark pops up on the other side of the board. And we just see him like trying to plug each hole, like his little boy blue, and, and it's just not working. At one point, we cut to just chaos outside, and we cut back inside the uh, inner bowels of this ship, and BB-8 has exhausted every single limb that he can fucking manufacture. Is just trying to plug up everything and it's not working. Poe says, BB-8, you got to do something. And then BB-8 is like, fine. He retracts all the limbs that he's brought out and he just turns himself and smashes his head into the Shoves panel. Shoves his head into the panel. It, everything turns back on. Uh, Poe says, that's it. And then he just takes out the last turret, makes a fucking jackknife turn around to the right and just starts taking out TIE fighters left and right. And at that same instance, Poe says, all right, Talia, make your run. We see these bombers come in, 
and they're just like slow moving lumbering things. Uh, so they need air support uh, by A wings, X wings, and a few B wings as well. And the idea is to get these bombers over this dreadnought to drop all these bombs to destroy this dreadnought once and for all. And whenever they take out the last turn to get everybody the fuck out of there, Princess Leia's like, no, Poe, you made, uh, you did it, so let's get the fuck out of here. And Poe's like, no, we have this chance to take out a dreadnought once and for all. Let's do this. And Leia's like, no, get the fuck back here. It costs too many lives to do it. Let's not do this. And Poe just shuts off his communicator, and we see the uh, attack commence. And we see the bombers starting to slowly make their ascent towards the dreadnought. We see uh, several TIE fighters explode. One of them explodes and then, like, spins into a bomber. Then we see another uh, uh, TIE fighter strafe across and shoot at one of the bombers. And the bomber, like, splits off into different pieces, but then two debris pieces hit... uh, a bomber on either side of it, thus taking out, there's like eight bombers and like several of them, all but one are quickly fucking taken out because of just the mass chaos swirling around them. So we see that the, there is one bomber slowly creeping towards its, uh, drop zone and Poe's like, Hey Paige, what the fuck is going on? Why aren't your bay doors open? She quickly gets out of the turret at the bottom of the, uh, ship and goes up and sees that the bay doors are not open, opens them, but then looks up and sees that the pilot for the ship is knocked unconscious up top. So she quickly starts climbing up the steps to get to the uh, uh, remote, remote detonator. Well, the remote to, to L- drop the drop payload. the bombs because she is not their ship is now over where they need to drop the bombs. And she's about to grab it, and then a Tie Fighter strafes across, hit, hitting the cockpit, but not blowing up the ship completely. Just, uh, you know, encasing the entire cockpit in flames. She gets knocked down. Everything turns black. But then she wakes back up. And she's now on the catwalk that hovers above the opening where the dro- the bombs are going to be dropped. And Poe is still yelling in her earpiece. And he's like, we need to fucking drop those bombs now, fucking Paige. Now's the time. All this fucking chaos is happening. She sees the remote detonator at the top of the ladder right there on the edge. So she starts kicking the ladder at her feet to try to, you know, jostle it down towards her. Right. It's kind of teetering on the edge. Right. And she hits it once, doesn't happen. Hits it again, doesn't happen. But then she holds for a moment, grabs this uh, crescent moon necklace she has on her chest. Obviously means a whole great deal to her. She closes her eyes, kicks once more. You see the detonator teeter off the edge towards her, only it goes past her and we're the fuck you're just, Oh shit, she missed her opportunity to grab the remote. And then we see the uh, remote tumble into space, but then bam, we see an arm come into frame. And there's Paige Tico. She hits the button as all the bombs drop. And at that same instance, we see another explosion happen up top towards the cockpit. Rose releases the detonator and just holds nope. on to her neck. Page. Or Paige releases the detonator and just holds on to her crescent moon necklace as everything explodes around her and the bombs drop and she is killed in the explosion we see all these like little bombs almost cannonball like uh things drop from the ship onto the dreadnought we see everything get ripped apart on this dreadnought we see captain kennedy just uh uh standing there chin strong as everybody's fucking like i'm trying to escape in some mass chaos but kennedy knows fucking well they're never gonna get out of there in time so he just stands there chin up willing to take this on the fucking 
chin. Right. Yeah, that's a fair cop. Um, the dreadnought fucking explodes. Uh, Poe says, all right, uh, Talia, who is the A-wing commander, let's get out of here. And they see them all go back into the carrier's hangar. It, so we see, yeah, the next scene is uh, Poe lands in the hangar. Uh, he's getting out of the cockpit. He's talking to BBA. He's like, that was really good work, BB. Um, and just chit-chatting a bit. And then BBA says something else. And he's like, wait, what do you mean, thin, naked, leaking bag? So there is a small scene in between Poe landing uh, and everything where it's uh, Finn in like this big like liquidy pressurized suit thing and him under like some sort of like glass dome and he wakes up and hits his head on the glass dome. Right. Bonk. Yeah. And then we see Poe in the cockpit uh, talking to BB-8 and he says, Finn, naked, leaking bag, what do you mean? And he just sees like Finn meandering across the... Uh, like walk or doorway for the hangar and everything, and he sees it, gets out of the cockpit, and he runs up to Finn. He's like, "Oh, whoa, Finn, Finn, what's going on?" And then, "Are you okay?" And Finn immediately he's like, "Where's Ray?" And we cut to Ray on the island, Octu with Luke Skywalker, and Luke Luke has the lightsaber at this point. Well, basically the scene that we ended with. Yes. Um, where she's handing him the lightsaber. Only now he has the lightsaber. Yeah, he's got it in his hand and he's looking at it. And then... Yeah! (laughs) Right behind him. And this is a point where people have a lot of issues with this scene right here. It's because he just tosses the lightsaber behind him. But I've always thought, what did you want him to do? Do you want him to be like, oh, oh, thank God, this lightsaber. I've been looking everywhere for it. Uh, thank God, I've been lost without it. What did you want him to fucking do? Of course he's going to toss that fucking thing. Because the last time he saw that particular lightsaber, his father, his, the person that he fucking hated the most, just revealed to be his father and cut off his hand in the process. So what would you like him to fucking do? Gush like a little fucking girl over this fucking horrible fucking memory? No, of course he's going to fucking eat that shit behind him. Right. Because he doesn't give a shit. He's the old curmudgeon Luke Skywalker at this point, which I fucking love. So he tosses it behind him and fucking just barrels past Rey. And Rey's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Master Skywalker, uh, what was that? And she just like trailing right behind him. And she's trying to convince him to like, hey, uh, I need your help. The First Order is fucking attacking people. The Resistance needs your help. And he's listening to none of it. He gets into his hut and slams the door shut. I don't give a fuck. I think it's just them on or her on the island just sitting outside of his hut for a few minutes. Just kind of like waiting for him to come back out. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to inside the uh, hut and Luke is just like sitting there. He's taken off his Jedi robes that he had earlier and he's just like in like normal fatigues, if you will. And then uh, a knocking comes from the other side of the door and he's like, no, go away. And then... Boom! The door fucking flies open, and there's Chewbacca in the doorway, fucking growling at Luke. And Luke is like, "What the fuck, Chewie? Why are you here?" Ray comes in behind Chewbacca and says, "Look, I need your help. I'm here uh, with Chewbacca and R2D2, and we're on the fa- we got the Falcon with us. So if you just want to come with us." And Luke's like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean the Falcon? Where's Han?" And nobody says a word. The Chewie just looks down at the ground, and then Luke gets what's happened right it, the, we, and we're getting some sort of like indication like luke doesn't know much of it that's been going on in the world and we right. don't know why we'll find out later on why but we, he's lost he doesn't know anything he came to this island we'll find out later on to fucking die poe getting dressed down i think you're right a few minutes have passed after uh finn has you know gotten out of that like pressurized water suit and he immediately gets smacked across the face by Leia. 
um, because all their bomber squad, gone. A few pilots, also gone. So him trying to take out this dreadnought was for nothing because it, people fucking died. A lot of fucking people died. Right. Not only the pilots of the bombers, but the actual technicians that were on the ships with the pilots and everything. Fucking a lot of lost lives. Right. But I for would say, very little. I would say that there's also a lot of lost lives on the uh, Empire or the First Order side. Maybe. Because we don't know. the dreadnought. We never get was, their point of view. It was a really, really big ship. Yes, but at what cost? At other lives, we you think trading lives? If they lose more lives and we lose less lives than they do, you think that's worth it? No. And I think that's what Leia's trying to convey to him. Right. Like, live today, fight tomorrow type aspect. She uh, smacks him and immediately demotes his ass from Commander Poe Dameron to Captain Poe Dameron. Yep. And she's like, look, you need to get the fuck out of your cockpit. Get your head out of your cockpit and think for a minute. We needed those people. We needed those individuals. Quit thinking with your cock. Pretty much is what she's saying. Um, And Poe's like, look, I... I'm sorry, but I've, we had the opportunity, and I thought it would be the best option. And Leia's like, you know what? It wasn't. We lost a lot of good people because of this stupid decision. And Poe's like, they, they were heroes. And she's like, yeah, dead heroes. And she walks away. So the next scene is Hux uh, uh, is trying to, you know, because they're in light. The, the, the resistance in, is in light speed at this point. They all, at right. the end of that little uh, excursion at the beginning of the movie, they all... Poof, into light speed uh, to go to different. They think they're going to be escaping from the first order. And Hux has just lost this fight and lost a dreadnought in the process. And we see that general Hux is none too happy about this. And he's a bit um, apprehensive to have to tell general or Supreme leader Snoke, but he's like, all right, I will tell Supreme leader Snoke. This no, is my he's, fault. He's like Supreme leader Snoke is wanting to talk to you. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's right. I guess great. I'll, I'll talk um, to him. I'll I'll take it in my personal room. Yep. And, and he, before he, he even goes makes so a, like a full f- like one step, he immediately gets slammed to the ground. Snoke's uh, image pops up in a hologram, and we see that it's obviously because Snoke is controlling him across wherever fucking Snoke is. Right. And it's like sla- slammed him down, and then like slid him from one end to the other, and like hoists him up. And he's like, "You had them, and you fucked up." What the fuck? And General Hux is like, look, no, we have, we, we're on their tail. We've got them We're right where we want them. Please, d- d- uh, mea culpa, mea culpa. Just trying to, you know, yeah. fix. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't my fault. It was, it's, your, your, your money's not here. It's a, <laughs> it's a Bell's house. <laughs> right. We cut back to Ray and Luke, and she's just following him. He's going through his day-to-day. He's got a backpack on. He's not paying any attention to her whatsoever. Um, he gets to like these like I didn't write it down and I don't I so I made a note to myself like hey remember to find out what those animals are, but then I just never found out what the animals are. Like I wrote down the name of uh, Snoke's ship. It's called the Supremacy. The Dreadnought's name is called the Fulminatrix, but I fucking completely forgot to figure out what the name of the animals were that he gets this milk from. But we see uh, Luke. Like get down to like this like small al- small alcove with these like big sea cows are just hanging out with like these big huge like udders uh-huh. at their waistline, and Luke gets up to one and like like 
massages it and gets a bunch of milk out of it. And it's just like this green milk. He fills it up in his like little container, takes a swig of it. And he's just a mess whenever he takes a swig of it. And he just looks at Ray. He's like, this what you want? This what you want? You like that, don't you? Daddy playing uh, right for you? And he's just kind of like fucking just making it worse for himself. So Ray would just leave him alone. Um, but she doesn't. She continues to follow him. We see at one point he drops his bags and goes to like the edge of this cliff and grabs a pole and like swings from one edge of the cliff to another edge of the cliff. And Ray's like, hold on, wait, don't, you're going to hurt yourself. And Luke just comes, looks at her and is like, come the fuck on, look at me. And he hoists the pole that he was uh, teetering from one end, from one side of the cliff to the other side. And we see at the end of this uh, pole is like a spear, like a jaggedy spear. Uh And we see him just hoist it up wait a few seconds and then cut to he has a big ass fish across his back as all this rain comes pouring down on Ray and him as they go back to Luke's hut. The resistance comes out of hyperspace and we see that Leia is like, we see Leia in her like own chambers, just kind of like contemplating the events that just happened. Just like fucking Leia at this point, obviously, like I said, last time we talked, lost her husband, Lost her brother and lost her son. Felt her husband die. Felt her son kill her husband and lose that connection with her son. And her brother is still nowhere to be fucking found. And people are dying around her left and right. Everywhere. Every fucking where. She is having a go with life at this point. Fucking shit is not going her way. Uh, They come out of hyperspace. Everybody thinks that they're fucking safe at this point. And it looks like everything is going to fucking calm down for a bit. And then... Within seconds of them just kind of like unclenching. Boom, 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 boom. Boom! There's a fucking Snoke's supremacy ship. All these fucking ships. And Leia's there. Everybody's freaking the fuck out. Like, how the fuck did they get here? This is impossible. The galaxy's way too fucking vast for them to find us so fucking quickly. They shouldn't have been able to find us. And then Leia just puts the pieces together. It's like, look, they figured out hyperspace tracking. There's no other, they, they tracked us through lightspeed. There's no other way around it. They're, that's the only, you lo- remove all fucking um, op- or, uh, options out of the equation. The only thing that is <laughs> possible is the impossible, which happens to be hyperspace tracking. So everybody agrees with her. It has to be hyperspace tracking. The idea is, is that they get far enough away for the TIE Fighters not to be protected by the Star uh, Star Destroyers. You know, because they can't jump to hyperspace again because they're low on f- fuel. Right. So, basically, they're going to use the last of their fuel to just stay out of range of their cannons because if they're too far away, any cannon shots, and we see a few cannon shots being arced across from one end to the other towards them, but their shields will deflect them because they're too far away. Right. So, and uh, they can't send their TIE fighters out. Uh, They do send them out initially, but then the ships get too far away that the Star Destroyers can't protect them um, at long range. So they bring the Star uh, TIE fighters back. So basically, it's a long game of uh, tiring the first resist, or not the first resist, the resistance out. Basically, depleting all their fuel and just waiting for them to slowly uh, just get in range of the cannons. Yes. Get blown up because the the resistance ships are too fast for the first order ship, so it's just it, they'll just be at this distance for fucking ever, and we see that as it progresses and everything until they run out of fuel. Until they run out of fuel, right? Kylo Ren is being uh, walked into Supreme Leader Snoke's chambers, 
and we just see like all these like uh these guards and like all the red armor and we see like all these different uh weapons that they have like this long staff with, like an axe at the end we see like these long like almost bow staffs that will eventually like whip out into like these kunai-esque yep. weapons with like the rope and everything um and they're all just standing guard there waiting for something to happen we see like this big red curtain behind Supreme Leader Snoke and Supreme Leader Snoke, he's not as massive massive as as we initially thought in like Force Awakens, but he's a pretty big guy, right? And we see General Hux walk by uh, Kylo as Kylo walks in and just like smirks at him. And General Hux is like, "Look, um, it's great to have a cur around because if you direct a cur in the right way." You get them to unleash their fury in all sorts of fucking ways. He's basically talking about General Hux, who's just like this rabid dog that is just waiting to a fucking attack and please General Snow or uh, Supreme Leader Snoke in some manner. And then uh, Snoke is like, so, uh, yeah, how's your wound? And Kylo's like, and you know, not that bad. I'm doing all right. I'll live. And then Snoke goes on to say, good, because you fucking failed me. Like, the girl... The scavenger bested you, and you fucking failed me. So there's you, no other way around a, this. You lost a lightsaber battle to someone who's never held one before. Right. And uh, Not he, only that, but you got emasculated. And she didn't even kiss you. <laughs> I bet you don't even kiss girls. <laughs> right. Do ya? Do ya, Kylo? <laughs> you pretty little fuck boy. <laughs> and Kylo's like, whoa, where's this coming from? He's like, get out of here. And then Kylo... Walks away. He goes out in the hallway. And he's holding his helmet. And he just starts, like, punching it against the wall. And he's like, I'm not a fuck boy! <laughs> I do kiss girls! My lightsaber's cool! <laughs> I don't know why everybody hates me so much! <laughs> right? What really happens, right? As, as he's got, like, carbon fiber on Running his, up his face. On his fucking was. face where yeah, his scar yeah. was. What happens is that uh, Snoke is not is none too happy about the way Kylo is talking with that like, modulated voice. Yeah. So he's like, take that thing off. Kylo does. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And then Snoke just continues to berate him. Just fucking like, you're a child in a mask. Like, just dressing him down left, right, and You're... You're too pathetic to be Vader's successor yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, we see that uh, he has walked out of the Supreme Leader Snoke's office and he's now in the elevator and he's looking at the mask and he's like, fuck this. And like you said, just goes fucking ape shit on this mask, just smashing it against this one panel over and over and over and over and to the point where it's just in, in like big chunks at his feet. The elevator doors open. He's like, prepare he's, my ship. As he's crying the whole time, just yes. punching it. And, and then it all falls to pieces on the ground. He's like, and now I hurt my hand. <laughs> uh, he gets out of the eleva- elevator and he immediately demands his ship. And we see just see, see him stomp down the hallways and everything. Uh, he gets into a ship with uh, two TIE fighters uh, on, his, uh, on either side of him. And we just see him just running through these fucking, like, remaining like uh x-wing fighters a-wing fighters as they're all trying to you know defend attacks as they're getting farther and farther away from the star destroyers to try to protect themselves as much best as possible but we see just him just running through taking out a few carriers and then he gets into like the main like hangar area where all the ships would come in and then land on the hangar he gets in there arms a few bombs and we see that uh poe has been talking to leia and leia 
uh, is like, look, I don't know what to do. And then, because uh, Leia at one point during their argument was like, look, it's not always jumping in your cockpit and blowing up things. And then seconds later, whenever all hell breaks loose, Poe walks up to her and is like, do I have permission to jump? Permission in my- to jump in my cockpit and, and blow blow, <laughs> blow shit up? Yeah, and she's like, permission grounded. <laughs> can can I be a man and do man things? <laughs> right. Uh, but he's gearing up and running down the hallways and everything. And BB-8's ahead of him, and he's telling BB-8, "Yeah, you just jump in. I'll be there in a second. And as he turns the corner, we also in that same instance we see Kylo Ren with his ship arming a few bombs, torpedoes, or whatever the fuck. He, he fires them. They go out towards the hangar that. Poe just enters in, and then all this fucking explosion. All these X-Wing pilots, all these A-Wing pilots, Talia, all of them get blown to fucking bits. We see Poe get the brunt of the fire and gets thrown out of the fucking hangar along with BB-8. Um, so I have one of those BB-8 like uh, control with your phone type things, just like this uh-huh. little thing where it has like this charging base. One of the most annoying things with it is that the BB-8 head never stays on there. Like, if you want to just full tilt, just fucking floor the thing, just have it haul ass, it will, the head will eventually just pop off. Just like a little plastic dome that sits on this gyrometric ball. And so it constantly pops off. And that's what we get in this scene whenever BB-8 gets thrown from the uh, hangar and, like, thuds against the wall. We just see the, like, very, like, feather-like head just, like, bounce across the screen right. and everything. And it just reminded me of that. Um, Poe gets up. And immediately it's like, we need to get the fuck out of range of the starter stores right fucking now. Um, and then we cut to Kylo Ren just strafing across this carrier again. And we see him go across the main, like, uh, viewing area where Leia and all these commanders are as everything fucking takes place. Well, he doesn't go over it. He's approaching it. No, he strafes across it first. Oh, does he? Yeah. We, he doesn't, he's not, like, super close to it, but we do see him strafe across the one side of it as he, like, banks around and turn around to like basically line up his shot because whenever he strafes across it we see leia we see the camera like pan to leia and she feels ben right and ben feels her and now he's like corrected and like pointing his guns towards the carrier and he's about to fire at the carrier but then he stops stops and but at that same instant that he stops the two tie fighters that are with him fire rounds and the entire like main command area of the ship erupts and just gets pulled into the vacuum of space along with everybody in it. Leia, Admiral Akbar, fucking everybody there. They're all killed, but one. Seconds pass, we see Poe and everybody like running up to the window. Or no, there's a small scene. I can't think of the small scene before we get back to Leia. Um, it's Finn. Isn't it Finn? Yeah, it's Finn and Rose meeting. Yes. So Finn, no, no, this is after Leia. Because he grabs the uh, binary, what do they call it? The way that Ray will find her way back home to Leia. It's the cloaked binary. Beacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's after Leia comes back in. So I think it's just within seconds. They're watching the, all no, the debris. Is it, uh, where Luke is teaching Ray about the Force and is dicking with her with the. No, that's later. So the small scene is that uh, Ray is off doing something, but we cut to. Uh, Chewy at a bonfire and he's cooking porks like these little bird oh, yeah. things that are indigenous to this island um, and he's cooking two of them he's got one in his hand he's cooking another one and all these other porks are just looking at him like what the fuck you're eating us this thing is eating us he's fucking eating us and they're freaking the fuck out Chewbacca growls at, growls at him a bunch of them leave but one stays behind and he's got the biggest saddest eyes and he's just like 
Mom, you're going to eat my mother. He has this look about him. Right. And then Chewbacca's like, fucking fine. And he just holds the damn lifeless bird in his hands. He's already killed it. So what difference does it make if he eats it? Right. Um, but we see a cloaked figure get up into the Millennium Falcon, and it's Luke. And he just, like, gets the main cockpit. We see him turn on the lights and everything and just standing there. He takes Han's, like, lucky dice that he has dangling there, like, looks at him. Uh, seconds later, he's in, like, the main, like, lounge area, like, at the beginning mm. of New Hope where him uh, and uh, Obi-Wan are practicing Right, Luke's where he trained. With the remote droid and everything. And he's just sitting there, just like, kind of like decompressing. And then R2 gets wind that he's there. And he immediately turns on and he like rolls towards uh, Luke. He's like, R2, it's you. And then we just hear a bunch of beeps from R2. And Luke's like, hey, 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 watch the language. I like this island. So you just imagine that uh, R2 is like, why the fuck am I here? This fucking island is fucking full of just these weird like little frog things with these weird bird things that constantly like, bleh, bleh. they're freaking the fuck out. This is fucking bullshit, Luke. And then Luke's like, whoa, whoa, whoa calm the fuck down. Uh, and then, no, I don't have to fucking do what you say anymore. You abandon me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yes. And that's one thing I forgot to mention. So on this island with Luke are all these like caretaker frog-like None characters. They're all female, all dressed in white, very frog-esque like. And it's an old Jedi temple that used to uh, be here. You still see remnants of the Jedi temple. Um, and they're the caretakers of this island, trying to like, just trying to maintain things and shit. Uh, a few seconds pass with R2 and Luke, and Luke is like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. And then Luke is like, or R2 just immediately projects the image of Princess Leia Asking Obi-Wan Kenobi for his help. Like, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my yeah. only hope. And then Luke holds her beat, watches it, and he's like, uh, cheap shot, I think is what he says, or something like that. Because um, basically, it's R2. Like, he's like, man, nothing could bring me back to this fight. And yeah. then he plays the the Leia tape that started everything mm -hmm. with, with her and the, the white and the space buns. Yep. And the help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And he's like, man. Cheap shot. That's a cheap shot. Yeah. Cut to, and we see where Rey is. She's laying on a bench outside of where uh, Luke's hut is. And she feels something hovering above her, and it's Luke. He's looking down upon her. And he's like, I will teach you three lessons, and three lessons only, and it will explain to you why the Jedi need to go. Oh, and there's a small scene. Uh, I completely forgot about it. You'll hear that often. Of... of Ray, as she's trying to convince Luke to train her, she senses something. Like we see her, like a bunch of like low whispers and shit. And mm -hmm. Ray follows it, and it's like this like old tree that's been carved out and shit, like hollowed out. And in the tree is these old Jedi texts. Right. And Luke asks her. She's like, he's like, who are you? Like, why the fuck are you here? And then Ray's like, because Princess Leia and the Resistance needed me to come here. And Luke's like, no. Why are you, specifically you, here? Right. They could have sent fucking anybody, but you are here. And then Ray's like, look, I've been seeing this place in my dreams. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, she said, goes on to say, I need you to show me how to use the Force and all that. And Luke's like, no, the Jedi need to die, along with everything with it. Or some shit like that. The Jedi need to go. I don't think he says die. The Jedi just need to go away. Cut to back out, uh, at um, outside of the resistance carrier where everyone was sucked out into the void of space. 
we just hear like uh like Leia's theme playing in the background as all this debris and everything is like floating around her. And we hold on her hand as it starts starts to move. And we see all like the particles around her like stop. And then her hand moves even more. And then we see all the particles, like little particles around her hand, like repel away from her hand. And she wakes up. And she just basically uses whatever energy she has with her and just floats her way back towards the main carrier. Poe sees this. They're all scrambling to get her some sort of like carrier as she falls to the ground and everything. And they hoist her uh, up on this gurney. She drops the uh, cloaked binary beacon onto the floor. Finn sees it as everyone... Uh, in this mass chaos is trying to attend to Leia in some manner. And uh, Finn picks up the uh, binary beacon and immediately knows what to do. We see him quickly grab a few things, grab a backpack, grab a weapon, and is hauling ass out of here. Because that's the one thing Luke, or I was about to say Luke and then Han, the one thing Finn knows how to do best is run away. He did it with the First Order, whenever things started to get really fucking ugly, and he's about to do it because he doesn't think the Resistance stands a chance against the First Order. Right. So he's booking it again. And he has a pack and goes up to the escape pods, and he hears some woman crying off in the distance. And we see that this woman has a similar necklace, like the uh, mirror image of the necklace that uh, Paige had at the beginning of the movie, the woman that died in the bomber. It's the mirror image of that necklace, and it. This is with Rose, and her name is Rose Tico, Paige Tico, our sister. So, like, I think there's like a small, like, short story in one of the books about the two of them. I can't remember exactly. When we get her backstory, a little bit, a little bit later, yeah. Um, and Rose is like Manning, making sure nobody fucking escapes through the escape pods. And we see, well, sh- yeah, she's. Uh... She says something to him, and he responds, and then she's like, oh, what? She, yeah, she's like, hey, what are you doing? And then she realizes who he is. She's like, you're Finn, the Finn. And Finn's like, the Finn? What? what? And she's like, oh, you're the first order stormtrooper that defected and came over well, on the... She tells him that he's a hero. Yeah, he's, he's a hero. You're famous. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not a hero. She's like, no, you are. You, you know, you defected from the first order, and now you came to help the resistance and you're a resistance hero like people talk about you she's like nobody ever talks to me like i man sewer pipes all the time and then he's like oh well what are you doing down here she's like oh i'm you know i'm i'm doing my part she's like can you believe like i've already had to stun three people for trying to trying to leave in that escape pod and finn has like put his bag in and Mm. Or she asks him what he's doing, and he says that he's inspecting the escape pods. Mm. And then the whole thing about him being the Finn and stuff. And he's like, well, I'm I'm not here. And she's like, yeah, you are. And she, like, walks up and sees that he's got a bag in the in the escape pod. And he, like, tries to hide it from her. And she's like, so you're inspecting the escape pods by bringing a bag inside of it. Yep. And she, like, whenever she says she's had to stun people, she shows him her little, like, stun gun or whatever. And you kind of see the the realization cross Finn's face where he's like, oh. Shit. Crap, she knows. Yep. And I know that she knows. And I see the look in her eyes, and she knows that I know, I know that, that she, she knows. knows. Yes. 
And I know that she knows that I know that she knows. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, wait. Before you do anything rash. And she just pulls out her stung Immediately. Bam! And he goes fucking careening to the back of the escape pod. Knock the fuck out. Uh, seconds later, she is like dragging him on, dragging some, him on, on a cart. On a cart of some sort. And he's not able to move. He's like, what the fuck did you I can't hit move. me with? What'd you do? What did, what did you hit me with? Why can't I move? Yes. And she's just like, I fucking tasered your ass, and uh, I'm going to take you to the brig for desertion. And Finn's like, look, I need to get the fuck out of here. Look, I'm sorry about the resistance, but it's a lost cause at this point. I've got this beacon. My friend is out there trying to look for Luke Skywalker, and she's supposed to come back to this beacon uh, with her own um, right, beacon the that she has. can find each other. Yeah. And if she comes here, and the First Order's here, and killing everybody, I don't want her to fucking die. So I need to get the fuck away from here to try to save my friend. So if you just, you know, fucking give me this one chance to get the fuck out of here. Rose's like, no, fucking way. We'll just use hyperspace. And then Finn's like, no, they can track us through hyperspace. And then Rose is like, oh, they can? Shit. And she has this, like, uh, demeanor about her. Like, I've always heard rumors that they could do this. Right. And then she's like, well, but if they would do that, then they would have to have a dedicated power. So, and they both say it at the same time. They would have some sort of, like, conduit to power this uh, tracker of some sort. And that they're only tracking the lead ship through hyperspace, not all the other ships. So if they figure out a way to deactivate it, get everybody else on another ship, and just keep that ship there, they can all jump to another place, and they'll be all fine. They'll have, like, a six-minute window to get there. And they both come up with this idea, and Finn at one point says, I can't feel my teeth. What did you do to me? Uh, and they all, they both look at each other like, this could fucking work. We could do this. And immediately cut to uh, Poe sitting in front of them, and they're basically explaining the plan to them. That they're going to go uh, onto uh, the main ship, the Supremacy, Snoke ship, the one with the hyperspace tracking. And they're going to figure out a way to deactivate it. They'll have a small window before they realize... Uh, that the uh, hyperspace tracking has been deactivated, but it'll give them enough time to get to another ship right. it'll and give, jump out of there. It'll give the resistance six minutes yeah. to to be able to survive yeah. and thrive. And uh, immediately Poe's like, so then we blow up the lead ship. And no, Finn's like, no, I like where heads at, but no, not this time. Uh, and then they go on to explain their plans more. They need to figure out a way to break... Uh, into the ship with uh, codes because they're uh, like constantly changing every hour. So there's no way to actually hack into them unless you have like some sort of like like specialized code breaker of some sort. And they all come up, or Finn and Poe come up with this same idea, Maz Kanata. So yeah. they call Maz, and she's in the middle of like some sort of like union dispute where it's like guns out and fucking just all that's, manner that's of That's what she chaos. says. And uh, we see her jetpack up and, like, down and, like, duck behind things. This is all this fucking chaos is happening around her. And she mentions... Are you busy? No, that's fine. I could talk. <laughs> yes. And she mentions a code breaker. Somebody asks, like, are we sure he can do it? And Maz Kanata's like, oh, yes. And she starts, like, stroking the gun that she has in her hand. Oh, yes. He can do he can all do it. sorts of things. He can do it. He can do it all night long. Uh, he can do it so Which indicates good. that Maz Kanata fucks and fucks hard based on just her yeah. reaction um and she mentions that the person they're looking for is a, a code breaker that has a red palm bloom on his lapel you find him he'll be able to fucking crack the first order ship and get you on there 
uh, with no problem whatsoever. So that's the plan. They're going to sneak off of here, off of this ship with an escape pod to go to Canto Bite. She mentions that they need to go to Canto Bite to find this right. code breaker. We, so it's R2-D2, or not R2-D2, but it's BB-8 with Finn and Rose on the ship. And they're going to go find this code breaker. Cut two. And in, in the meantime, Poe is going to kind of run interference for them and like be the, the presence on the Republic ship. Yeah. So whenever the time's right, Poe and Connix. Connix is yeah, with Poe. Well. He can be like, well, just so you know, this is what has to happen now because we've got people on the ship and mm-hmm. and like promise you won't be mad about it, but we needed to do it so we could survive. So now we can survive. So go. Yeah. Um, one small thing we forgot is like after uh, Leia is rescued and brought into safety and is being worked up, we get a status report about what happened in the main command unit. Mm. And it's uh, Admiral Akbar along with everybody else in it, with the exception of Princess Leia. And she's barely holding on, but she's a fighter. Uh, everyone else was killed uh, in the explosion or right. because of the vacuum of and, space. And she is in a coma of some yes. sort. And uh, Commander Daisy, who's the the woman with like the big curly hair and the fucking huge ass nose, um, and that's her nose. That's that woman's nose. So fucking, I don't know how she got through fucking her teens with that fucking that. The woman has a huge fucking nose. I just can't get over how big that fucking nose is. But anyway, uh, that nose is better than is bigger than most dicks I've seen. <laughs> right. Um, and she goes on, uh, Daisy goes on to say, and based on the chain of command, the next in charge, uh, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo of the Ninka ship, and Enwalks Lord Dern as Vice Admiral Holdo. Now, uh, Holdo is a longtime friend of Princess Leia. There's a, uh, a, a YA novel called Leia. It's a great fucking novel. I think it's also written by Claudia Gray. Um, about Leia and how she comes up as this uh, princess of Alderaan and about how she eventually finds out the plans for uh, that her parents are into about building a rebellion and fighting the, the emperor and the empire and all that. And she eventually finds out about all that stuff. And with her is Holdo, mm-hmm. her childhood friend, who eventually agrees with everything that her and her family is doing. Uh, at one point, she falls in love with this boy who turns out to be like some sort of like uh, Empire fanboy, um, so it, it comes close to like Leia inadvertently screwing up her parents' plans based on uh, what she's into or her being into this boy, and then her boy, this boy trying to find out right some sort of like being into the Empire. Yeah, and Holdo goes on to say, "Is like, look, I know Princess Leia is kind of out for the count right now, but she would want us all to continue on the fight and figure out a way out of this issue." And she would want us to remember we are the spark that will light the fire that will restore the Republic. And she just goes on to say, like, may the force be with you. Head back to your stations. And we just see everybody, like, disband. And then Poe walks up to Holdo. And he's like, look, uh, I, I know Princess Leia and I had, or General Leia and I had a few issues, but I, I can be of use to you. So just tap me in, coach. Right. Put me in, coach. And, I'm ready to play. And Holdo's like, look, I didn't lay a demote you, your Captain Poe at this point, so you know what? If I need you, I'll call on you, but right now, just stand down. I know men like you. Like, you're a flyboy. You think of nothing but your, if you in a cockpit, so. You, you think with your cock, 
pit. <laughs> yes. So, you know what? Just don't worry about <laughs> it. I'm getting real fucking sick of hearing that. Yes. Uh, and then that's before uh, Finn and Rose meet. Uh, but we cut back to Luke Skywalker is now training Rey. But before he does, uh, there's a small scene of Rey waking up in the, in the morning. Yeah. She gets, sits up and she senses something. She's not quite sure what. Then we cut to uh, Kylo, Kylo, and he's in some sort of like medical bay, and he's getting the rest of his face fixed up for the most part. We still have the scar from like his like midsection of his chest up the rest of his face, but it's, it's getting worked on by some sort of like droid. Right. He pushes it aside. He senses something, and he's not sure what. Right. And then she senses something as well. We cut back to her. She senses more. And uh, she immediately envisions Kylo, and she immediately picks up her gun. Boom! Fires around. Oh shit! Fuck! And he reacts to it like, "Oh shit! I was just sh- shot, but not really." Uh, we see he's perfectly fine. He gets up out of the medical chair and runs into the hallway, and she gets out of her hut, looking around. And we see that the round that she fired has fired a hole in her hut, but she's just looking around like, "I'm still on Octu, and he's still on this First Order ship." And he's looking around. He's like, "How are you doing this?" This effort would kill you. Keep that in mind. This effort would kill you. There's no way in hell this is you. How are you doing this? And then Ray right away is like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. You fucking killed someone. You killed your father. I don't give a shit. Fuck you, Kylo Ren. He's like, look, I just cool your tits, woman. Just how are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Like, and he tries to fucking use some sort of like mind trick on her to try to convince her to show the location of Luke Skywalker. And then he's like, oh, wait. That's not really going to work on her. And she's not here. Right. So it's just not going to happen. And then uh, while she's in the middle of this, like, basically, like, fuck you tour to Kylo Ren, out walks Luke Skywalker. He's like, what's that? And uh, Kylo's like, oh, is that Luke? And then Rey looks past where she thinks Kylo is and looks at the caretakers are in a fit about the hole that she just created. (laughs) are you doing you crazy bitch you show up here and you immediately start fucking up our shit we don't hear what they say they're talking in their own language but we can only imagine that they're just like this skinny bitch comes in and just fucking punches holes in our goddamn huts was perfectly fine before this little bitch comes up and just starts shooting shit who the fuck does she think she is fucking entitlement yes uh, Ray goes on to say, oh, I was cleaning out, my, uh, cleaning my gun and the, uh, and I hit the trigger and the gun went off and Luke's like, oh, oh, okay. And then he just like, Hey, come here. And just leads her away from the huts and Ray immediately like, who are these creatures? And Ray, or Luke's like, they take care of the place. They've been here since the, uh, beginning of the, the, the building of the Jedi temple that's here. They, they take care of everything. And then Ray's like, I don't think they like you that or like me that much. You know, I've never really asked them. Yeah. And then Luke is like, I can't imagine why. <laughs> Who talks to the help? <laughs> yeah, right. So they walk up to like this like cliff face where it's like this like stone seat. But before they get to the stone seat, we see that there's a like, big open cavern that they walk through. With, like this yin and yang symbol of this like person mm. sitting in this. It's like a basic rudimentary. It's almost like uh uh Tibetan tiles that are just like shaped in certain ways to make an image of some sort. Mm-hmm. It's like in this like center of this room of like this old Jedi temple. Uh, so they get to this main like cliff 
rock that they're sitting on. Uh-huh. It's almost it's like a miniaturized version of the the big stone face at the Lion King that the Mufasa walks up with uh, Rafiki Pride Rock. Pride Rock. That's it. Uh, it's very similar to that. It's like at an angle, and they sit on like this one stone seat, and he tells Ray to sit up here. And he asked Ray, he's like, what do you know of the Force? She's like, well, the Force is what a Jedi uses to control people and uh, lift rocks. And Luke's like, amazing. Everything you said there was completely wrong. And Luke tells her to sit here. And he's like, uh, take a breath, close your eyes, and reach out. And she does and immediately reaches out with her hand. And Luke is like, doesn't say anything, just rolls his eyes. He's got like a, a thing of grass, like thick grass yeah. in his hand. And he's like, all right, I'm going to have some fun with this. And she starts like tickling her hand. Well, he's, he's explaining the force. The force is, is I thought he did everything. that after he fucks well, with her. No, he, he's doing both simultaneously. He's like, he's like, the force is almost a, its own living, breathing energy. If you reach out, you can feel it. And he starts tickling her with the grass. He's like, can you feel it? Can you feel it? She's like, I can feel it! I can feel it! <laughs> and immediately, he's like, fucking smacks her in the hand. She's like, ow! And she's like, oh, you meant feel out. Okay. And he's like, yeah, feel out with your fucking heart and mind and shit. Don't actually feel out. Um, and then he's like, take a deep breath. He grabs her by the hands, places her hands down to her sides. He's like, Ray, breathe. And then she, Luke walks behind her, and he's like, what do you feel? She's like, this island, life, death and decay, that feeds the new life. Warmth, cold, peace, violence, balance. And then, and we see images of like porgs uh, giving off new life. We see the uh, dead carcass of a porg. Mm-hmm. We see uh, the destruction of a porg nest. So we see, and whenever she says cold, we see like this open hole with all these vines real quick. Mm-hmm. And then Luke goes on to ask her, and with that, that's what the Force is. It's balance. To say that the Force will go away, the light side of the Force will go away because the Jedi will, is vanity. It's bullshit. The Jedi are fucking meaningless to the power of the Force. And that's my first lesson to you, is that because of the hubris and uh, bullshit dogmatic view of the Jedi, they failed to realize that the, everything desires a balance. And then uh, Ray goes on to uh, like dive deeper into her meditation, and she sees that hole again, and she just immediately is like, "Oh, it's so cold, and uh, I feel so alone, and everything gets stronger and stronger." And then immediately the ground beneath uh, Luke starts to crack, and he's like, "Ray, get out! Fuck it, stop! Ray, fuck it!" And we see all like the rocks and pebbles and everything floating up around her, and we see like in reverse of Ray being like soaked with water we see all the water like sucked up from her and into like the Mm. abyss of whatever and she just drops to the ground it's like breathing heavily and shit and she's like oh my god it was fucking so goddamn sinister in there and luke is like you didn't even fucking hesitate you just fucking saw it and just went for it fucking hell the last time i've saw i've seen this much untapped power was in fucking ben solo and it didn't scare me now or then but it, but it fucking does now. now. And he just walks away. Cut to Rose and Finn with BB-8 in hyperspace heading to Canto Bite. 
They leave hyperspace, and uh, I think the planet is named Canonica, I believe is what the name of the planet is called. They get to Canonica, they uh, land outside of, on the beach of Canto Bight, and we see one of the, I guess, people that live there, like, calling the police on them. Hey, you can't park here! Yeah, he's like, I told them they can't park there, but they're, they're parking here. And he's just fucking just... These damn kids won't get off my lawn! <laughs> yes. And we see that the three of them are now rolling up to the casino in Canto Bight. And we just see decadence galore. We see fucking people in, like, opera-esque outfits. We see, like, an opera-esque uh, singer. Or, like, this big bubbly insect creature. We see little, uh, uh, like, almost, like, fish-like creatures. We see creatures with, like, big eyebrows. Every We see f- creatures with, like, big, massive fucking foreheads. It's like the can- uh, cantina scene, only it's in a casino. Right. We, all different types of fucking creatures all over the place. We, at one point, we see an old lady at, like, a slot machine, and we see, like, this little guy with all these coins thinking that BB-8 is a slot machine, throws a few coins in him, nothing happens. He starts beating up BB-8, throws in a few more coins, nothing happens. So we're presumably, at the end, of by the time uh, BB-8 unleashes all these coins, we think that this little guy tried several times and nothing fucking happened. Right. So Finn is fucking enamored by this entire place he's like oh this is amazing everybody's having a good time we see craps we see roulette we see blackjack all the the star wars versions of all those fucking things and he's running all over the fucking place and he's like oh this is fucking amazing i've never seen anything like this and rose is like no this is bullshit i've i grew up on planets like this this is all fucking bullshit i'm glad you're happy but look deeper this is just, there's something more insidious going on here. Right. War is a big fucking commodity, and these people fucking profit off of the war that we are fucking in the middle of. And we see Finn like listening to her story, and she tells her, and she tells him to look deeper, and he looks, takes one of like well, the no, binoculars. So, so that doesn't happen yet. First, they're they're in the casino, and he's like, "Oh man, this is awesome! This is awesome!" And then everything starts to shake really bad. He's like, whoa, 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 what the hell's going on? Yeah, no one else is reacting to it. Just no, the two of yeah, them. Yeah, nobody fucking cares. And then Rose is like, is it what I think it is? Mm-hmm. And they run out on the balcony. Yeah, and, and they see Fathiers. That's yeah, what the name of the creature is. Ears. And they're like big puppy dog, deer-like things with almost like humid faces. Yeah. It's weird, and, yeah. but also adorable at the same time. Um, which makes it even weirder that I find it adorable with the animal with a human-like face. Anyway. She tells him to look closer, and he looks through the binoculars, and he sees um, a bunch of stable boys and uh, one stable girl, and they're all being like whipped by this like four-armed creature who's angry at them for whatever reason. Right, and he also sees a uh, another father that's like being broken, yeah, beaten, um, and another one of the creatures like beating it to submit basically yeah. finn is getting a hard cold lesson here of uh yeah on the surface everything's all happy and uh go lucky but under the surface there's some deep heavy shit happening and then he's like oh yeah i guess you're right okay we need to focus on our mission and then up rolls uh bb8 and we can hear the coins in him like as he rolls up and he says a few things he's like oh shit you found him and they run back into the casino and they see the at the 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 code breaker with a red palm bloom on his lapel and he's playing some sort of like uh craps game we see Finn and Rose about to walk up to the code breaker and then bam that guy that was accosting them uh for parking their escape pod on the like, beach 
there they are, officers. I fucking told them. Eh, here they are. And then they, we see the Canto Bite officers grab them and it's like, look, you were parking, illegally parking on the beach. You're coming with us. And throws BB-8 outside the casino. Like, literally picks him up and, like, launches him out of the casino. We see BB-8, like, clunk, 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 with all these coins inside of him. And the next scene is uh, Ray training with the lightsaber. Because she trains for a few minutes with her staff. And then realizes, why am I doing it with this when I've got the lightsaber with me? She right. takes the lightsaber out of her pack and she does the same thing. She's just she has this like big stone structure in front of her and she's maneuvering it away for. It's basically her training herself just to control the lightsaber as best as possible. So she's swinging towards it, stopping, and then using some sort of like stylistic parry to get around the rock in some manner. Just training herself to use the lightsaber in a better way. Right. Well, in the middle of all this, she sees that Luke is watching her. And she panics for a second and immediately slices through the rock. The rock goes tumbling down. Cut to those caretakers with a wheelbarrow in front of them as they walk toward camera. And then this, a chunk of rock just comes barreling past them, taking out their wheelbarrow. All they've got, like, remnants of the handles that they were just yep. holding. And they look up at Ray and just with a fit of rage. Just what the fuck? Again, you <laughs> yes. stupid bitch! She deactivates the lightsaber and basically like ducks down behind. Oh, oh they didn't see me. It's, <laughs> it's fine. They didn't see me. Yep. Got to uh, Rose and Finn, or uh, get a small scene of Poe, like kind of like, uh, come on, guys, uh, everything's progressing here. Oh, shit, all hell's breaking loose. What are we going to do? Just kind of like getting nervous because uh-huh. they're not back yet. Cut to them, uh, Rose and Finn, uh, in a jail cell on Canto in Canto Bite, and they're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do now?" Roses, it's like, "What the fuck are we gonna do now?" We need to get to the code breaker and as fucking quickly as possible, so we can get back to the resistance, so we can get back onto the, so we can get onto the first order ship. How the fuck are we gonna fucking <laughs> do that? Like, and they're panicking at this point. And out of the uh, shadows of one of the bunks nearby, he's like, "I can help you out." And uh, up sits Benicio del Toro. And like I said, he's got like this weird stutter. It's fine, but it's just the way he goes about it. It's very Hannibal, Hannibal Lester. It's esque. very uh, uh, yes. off-putting. Yes. Um, and he says, "Like I, I can do it. I can fucking figure it out." And Rose he's, and Finn are like, hey, "Yeah, you can figure it out. Why are you sitting here in a jail cell?" And this is why I kind of like the character because we see him immediately stand up. He's like, "All right, fine." And immediately he's breaks his, himself out. He's picking his teeth with something. I, the card that he puts yeah, into the, the lock. So I think he just needs like saliva to like shorten it out or something. Um, he's like walking away, yeah, picking his teeth. He takes the card that he was just using on his teeth, puts it into the locking mechanism, and breaks himself out. And I, I like this character because he's just lounging there because he needs a place to rest his head. He can easily get out at any point he fucking wants. But he's... He's a needs some uh, Z's in his life, right? Doesn't yeah. none of this fucking bothers him whatsoever. We see him just saunter out. We see Rose and Finn is like, we need to get the fuck out of here now. They beeline it out of the fucking jail cell, and uh, they figure we don't see what happens to him, but we see what happens to him later on. Uh, but we see uh, DJ round the corner, and there's BB-8 handling his business, right? He has taken out fucking like three like Canto bike guards for this jail cell. And, like, lay them out flat. We see another one come around the corner, and he's like, well, freeze! No, and DJ's like, did, did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> did you do that, little buddy, or some shit like that. And then a, a, another one comes around the corner and says, freeze. He opens up his coin slot and fucking unloads. Uh, yeah, just... 
It's thousands of coins kind it's of unloading. What, it's what you could call a golden shower. <laughs> Very <good>. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, but yeah, it basically distracts the guy uh, long enough for DJ to walk up to him and just clonk him in the head with his boots because he has his boots around his uh, neck. Around his neck. Just yeah. like leisurely. Like, this is what I do whenever I don't want to have my boots on. I just hang him around my neck. Uh, he, just, he knocks the guard out. And he starts, it's so much easier to kick people in the face like this. <laughs> right. Boop. He starts gathering up all the coins that BB 8 just shot out at the guard and just like, like putting them in his hat and shit. Um, we cut to, he looks at BB-8 and I think he says something else. He's like, oh, what's your story, little guy? Or some shit like that. Um, cut to, uh, Finn and Rose are now, uh, coming out of a sewer grate, uh, in the father, like, paddock, where all these fathers are housed. And we see one of the fathers come up to the edge of the door and just look at them and just, he's like innocent and cute and just massive, huge, almost giraffe-esque size. Right. And he's just looking at him like a big puppy dog, like ready to play and shit. They open up the paddock. We see two stable hands, uh, the boy and a girl, come around the corner and just look at Finn and Rose. And then there's a third one inside the father paddock with this particular father. And this is his bed with these fathers. Right. And he's about to hit the alarm. And then Rose is like, no, no, wait. She takes off the ring that she has on her hand. And she irises open the center of the ring. And it's the... Uh, Rebel, Rebel symbol, and she's yeah. like, "We're the re- with the resistance." And we see the boy just light up. He's like, "Yes, the the hope I was talking about. Like, somebody's out there fighting for us in some manner. Just the stories that the 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 mythos that we tell are like helpful stories. Like Star Wars is, uh, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but they're hopeful tales, and that's what Star Wars is always meant to be. Like just like the hopeful tale for a child to uh, latch onto." And that's what the the children in the Star Wars universe have done. Like they're they're orphans. They have the worst kind of fucking life right now. They're constantly being beaten. They live with fucking literal animals. Right. And they're treated like just scum of the earth when all they are is just children. And they see these people like the they or not to see these people, but they hear these stories, these amazing stories of these people fighting against the man, against this uh, totalitarian regime, and they're. And they're inspired by it. And then right there in front of them are these people fighting this regime that they're hearing all these stories about. And they are completely enamored with these people. Uh, cut to uh, seconds later, we see that the Canto Bite guards have figured out that they've went through the tunnel system to go to the Fathers. Um, we see them look at the tunnel in the uh, Canto Bite gel. And then we cut to them in the Fathier panic. And they see that the sewer... Uh, Great is still open, and they're like, they must be here somewhere, and they start looking for things. And we see the big bay door open for the fathers, and all the uh, stalls for the fathers open as well. And then, bam, all they these all fathers run come running out. And Rose and Finn are on one of them. And they just start running through fucking Canto Bite. We see the fathers just run through all this main casino, breaking glass, chairs, doors, fucking tables, everything. It's fucking chaos down here tom and everything's just being torn to shit we see all this one percenters just running all over the fucking place just losing their goddamn minds all this shit is being dismantled in front of them we see uh as the fathers get away from the city they get into like this big meadow area we see that the canto bike guards are now hot on their trails in some sort of like floating helicopter thing that they have with them um, they are following the fathers and then uh the one that rose and finn are on 
breaks away from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Cantobite guards like, fuck the herd. Go with the fucking fugitives. We need to get them. So they uh, start running towards uh, the, the rest of the open field. And they disappear. And the guards don't know where the fuck they went. They're like, where the fuck they go? They get away from the where the guards are and get to like the edge of this cliff face. And they're about to fall over. They stop the father. They get launched from the father and about fell fall off the cliff right. face. But then hang on at the last second. And they unclip the harness for the father, tell it to run off. It does. But they have nowhere to go. They are yeah. fucked, and they they're, think they're going to be they're found. stuck on a cliff, yeah. and the uh, the helicopter finds them at this point. And, oh, about to. They're like, uh, oh, shit, we're fucked. And then a light hits them, and then a ship comes up from behind the cliff face, and, it's, and a door opens up underneath the ship. And there's BB-8 with DJ on these stairs. He's like, uh, could you use a ride? As they look at him, and at that same instance, all these other lights for these Canto Bite uh, helicopter floating things with the guards on them uh, shine their lights on Rose mm. and Finn as well. They jump on the ship, boom, ship uh, enters space and goes into light speed. The next scene is the second lesson that uh, mm. Luke is going to teach Ray, and it's simply that the Jedi need to go. That the the Jedi were so lost in their own fucking dogmatic bullshit and hubris and with little with very little humility. That they let Darth Sidious uh, build an empire, take that rise, empire, rise, rise up. to power under their watch. Yes, and it was because they lost their way, is what Finn or what uh, Lucas saying. And then Ray's like, "Yes, that all happened, but then a Jedi stopped them. That's what you're forgetting." And then Luke gets up. He's like, "Yes, the great, powerful, the legendary Luke Skywalker. That's all I that." That's what people always fucking refer to. Why can't I just be Luke the moisture farmer? Right. And Luke... Or, or Luke the the crack shot T-16 pilot, because I used to kiss girls and shoot womp rats. <laughs> um, and Luke goes on to say, it's like, yeah, look, in my own hubris, I thought I could fucking train a new batch of Jedi and get the academy rolling. I was so arrogant. Uh, it got so bad at one point that my star pupil, my nephew, Leia trusted me with her own son, and I failed her. I failed him, I failed her, I failed Han, I failed everybody because of this incident that happened with Ben. And Ben destroyed my uh, te- my academy and took uh, like, uh, what was it, like a handful of my students and killed the rest and left me for dead. And it's my fault. I fucking failed them. And Ray immediately pops up. He's like, no, you didn't fail them. Kylo failed you. Right. Plain and simple. And she storms off. And this is one of the reasons why I fucking love this movie. It's about failure and learning from your failures and just trying to cope with that idea. And we, whenever we talk to Yoda, we get more of that idea later on. We get another, what is it? Like she's standing, like it's just downpouring at this point. And she's just looking at the water as it comes off the Millennium Falcon and looking at the ocean as it splashes against the rocks that the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon is parked on. And we get another connection scene between Kylo and Ray. And Kylo realizes the connection has, you know, been brought up or whatever, connected. Ray turns around, is like, look, I don't know what you want from me, but you need to fucking go away. Because this is ridiculous. I want nothing to do with you. You fucking killed your father. I want nothing. 
Right. And uh, Kylo is like, look, I, uh, th- whatever's happening between us is happening for a reason. So we just need to figure this out. Maybe we can work something out and just, you tell me where you are and I'll come and see you. And yeah, we'll, we'll have a, uh, a face to face meeting and you know, we won't fight at all. I promise. Yeah. And she basically tells him to go fuck himself. And then the connection severs again. But this time, uh, Kylo takes his hand and like wipes it across his face. And he realizes his face is wet. Similar to what Ray's was because of the ocean crashing at the rocks and the rain and everything. Uh, cut to, we see Finn, Rose, and uh, DJ and BB-8 all in this uh, ship that DJ stole. And um, they're contacting Poe. And it's like, look. Well, we're on our way. We'll be there in any minute. And Poe's like, you got the code breaker? And they're like, we have a code breaker. Yeah, we've got a code breaker. So, yeah, we'll be on our way. And we see Poe's like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Um, Cut to, or not cut to, but continuation of, uh, so the communication ends. And Finn and Rose turn around and look at DJ. He's like, you can do this, can you not? And DJ's like, yeah, of course I can. But... There's a bit of a payment issue. I need to get paid before I do anything. And Rose is like, whatever you want, the first or the resistance will pay you. It's like, all right, what do you got for a down or a down payment, a deposit, if you will? And they don't have anything. And Finn's like, we will pay you fucking double whatever you fucking ask for. So just you know what, just cool your tits. Just just do it. And he's like, nope, I don't do nothing till I get paid. Yep. I'm just gonna lay here and take a nap. And he says, is that Hosnian smelt I see? And he's looking at uh, Rose's necklace that she has that reminds her of her sister, of her family, all nine yards. And Finn's like, no fucking way. That is, no, no, that is her. That's something special for her. That No, it's not happening. Rose looks at it, takes it off her neck, and tosses it to DJ. And she's like, you know what, whatever. Just, if you can get us on the ship, fucking get us on that ship. Right, then it's worth my my medallion. Yeah. if it gets you to help us. I think the next scene is uh, Poe going up to the cockpit, or not the cockpit, but the main command uh, ship, or main command floor for the ship that they're all on. And he's like, he comes storming into the command uh, area, and Daisy is like, no, fo- no, Poe, don't do this. Let's, let's not have a fight right now. And Poe's like, no, let's have a fight right now. And he storms his way into this main area. And Holdo is like, oh, Flyboy, you're here. And then Poe's like, look, you need to fucking tell me what you're doing. Like, this is bullshit. Because it looks like we're just fucking, you know, biding our time before the First Order fucking gets here and destroys us all. It it looks like I need you to tell me your plan because it looks like you don't fucking have one. And Holdo's like, no, I don't need to tell you shit. You don't need to know about the plan. And then uh, Poe sees on one of the screens behind her, like, the, the plan. And it's to take a bunch of transport ships and leave the area completely. And Poe is none too happy about that. He's like, you're going to fucking leave this ship to fucking ruins while we all fucking escape. This is your plan, you fucking coward? And he fucking takes like a chair and like throws it across the room and shit. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. You're a fucking traitor. And immediately Holdo's like, get this man out of my face. And immediately gets uh, taken out by, um, I guess military police for the resistance so there is a deleted scene i I would probably fit right in here so there's a uh the third thing that luke was going to teach ray 
is that Luke was uh, so Luke and Le- or not Luke and Leia, but Luke and Ray were talking, and they hear some sort of commotion. They see a few ships uh, land on the opposite side of the the uh, island that they're on, and Ray's like, "What is that? What the fuck is going on?" And Luke's like, "I don't know. Every so often, like a month or so, these fucking pirates come and they start raiding and pillaging, and it's just a whole mess of shit." So immediately, without fucking thinking, boom, Ray starts booking her ass towards that area to try to help the caretakers. Right. Because that's who uh, Luke indicates is going to be in trouble. Maybe maybe if I help them, they'll hate me less. Right. So she starts booking it. She gets to the main uh, area where all the caretakers live, and she's about to be ready to kick somebody's ass. She comes around the corner, and there's nothing going on. There's male versions of the caretakers but there's no chaos. There's It's basically a giant orgy where these male versions of these caretakers come and fuck each other. That's pretty much what's going on. Luke is hanging nearby, and Ray goes up to him, and she's like, what the fuck? You said raid and pillage. And Luke is like, from a certain point of view, yeah, they do raid and pillage. They come here, eat a bunch of food, have a good time, and, you know, they do the pillaging on their own fucking time. But yes, in a roundabout sort of way, yes. And Ray's like, I was ready to hear, I, I ran here to fucking help. Why, why would you fucking do that? He's like, that's the reason why. You were so fucking gung-ho and ready to fucking just charge in there and do the right thing. that You weren't thinking about what would happen if you got there. Right. You just fucking just full the, tilt. Uh, the dog chasing a car. Right. Don't know what you will do when you catch when it. When you catch it. But you'll fucking chase that fucking thing. Um, and he t- tells Ray, he's like, look, the Jedi are not meant to fight. Not once in this deleted scene. He's like, not once is the Jedi meant to fight. The Jedi is meant to de-escalate as much as possible. And when all other avenues are exhausted, then we fight. We do not go to fighting right away. No way, shape, or form. And that's why, and that's one of the critiques of the, uh, that some of these dipshit Star Wars fans have is that they always, in their heads, over the past 30 to 40 years, they've built this idea of Luke Skywalker come, coming. And this is one of the ideas, uh, one of the things that Ryan Johnson is, is trying to convey to these people, to fans in this movie. is like, forget about whatever you've built, whatever headcanon you have for Luke Skywalker. None of it fucking matters, right. except for the story we decide to fucking tell you, which is the one you have right in front of you. And that's what Lucas, in this deleted scene, and Lucas telling... Uh, Oh, Ray, I was like, fucking forget everything you fucking know about Jedi. They're not meant to be the harbingers of war. And I think that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to tell with this movie. He's like, the thing that fucks people up most of the time with these Star Wars movies is that they got their own headcanon or with the Legends novels, they're expecting a bunch of like Legends novels right. ideas to come in. And it just fucks people off whenever they don't see what they envisioned. Right. Which I think is what a lot of animosity towards The Last Jedi is. Is that they're Snoke ideas... Fucking out the fucking window. Who's Ray's lineage is initially out the fucking window until we get Rise of Skywalker. Um, what happened to Luke? Why was there a map made? Out the fucking window. Like, Luke says at one point, he's like, how the fuck did you find me? Like, I came here to fucking die. How did you fucking find me? So I followed the map. And Luke doesn't know what the fuck he's, she's talking about. He never once said, and we never, no one even says Luke is the one that made the map to find him. Right. They just found a map of where Luke was. That's right. it. So whoever made the map, we have no fucking idea. Wasn't him. It wasn't Luke. He came to Octu to die. Alone, away from fucking everybody. Right. Because he, his idea in that argument initially with Ray walks away and says, Kylo failed you. 
his idea is like, look, the Jedi will always court uh, animosity. So yeah. what I decided after my huge fucking failure with the Jedi Academy is to just walk away. Right. No Jedi, no animosity, no Sith. Right. What? This is well, Luke's rationale. The the world strives for balance. So if there's no light side, there's no dark side. Right. So the uh, not the deleted scene, but the uh, the scene we actually get is of Ray going into that uh, cave cave hole. Well, she uh, she starts she goes to it. She sees all like these dead vines that reach into it, and she starts like peering over the edge of it, and then slips and falls in. Yep. And lands in some sort of like lake, cave lake thing. Yeah. She swims to the edge, gets to where the uh, this embankment is, and there's just like this glass wall standing in front of her. And then we get this weird trippy sequence of events. So she's standing there in front of it. She touches the glass. And then we just get multiple versions thunk, of Ray. Yes, thunk. all these different versions of Ray. Um, we see the one that's behind her is a few seconds ahead of her. And the one that's in front of her is a few seconds behind her. So uh, we see her snap her fingers. and We see her move her hands. Just all these different versions of Ray reacting and doing different things. So she's like, I knew if I looked long, we hear her uh, with a voiceover. She's like, I knew if I looked long enough, I would get to where I needed to be and figure out who my parents were. So we get to the end of the fucking uh, line of rays. And she's standing in front of a window and she's saying in a voiceover, she's like, I just wanted to know who my parents were or what they look like and all that. And she puts her hands up to this glass. We see the glass that she's, or this ice glass thing that she's standing in front of, like defog. And like, we see two dark figures start walking towards her and they morph into one. And then we see it like defog and make the image of this person clear Clear. as day. And it's Ray. Yep. Ray standing in front of her. And it's the, the, it's similar to what we get in empire strikes back where it's Luke. Luke goes into that fucking uh, cave, cave and fights himself. And fights himself. As Ray is looking for who raised her and who took care of her, and she finds herself because it was Ray that took care of herself. Right. There was no one else, and we'll find. We'll talk about it more in the next movie why that is. But it's no one else raised her. No one else took care of her. Uncar Plot was not the fucking guardian that right. her parents were hoping he would be. And she's like, "Look, I'm, I." When I was in there, it was so cold and so lonely, and now she's sitting inside of a hut right. by a fire. And she's like, I felt so alone, and and I've, I've looked for so long for somebody to find, show me my place in all this. And I, I, it's not happening here. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. And we cut to who she's talking to, and it's Kylo. Yep. She's talking to Kylo. She's laying it all uh, out there for Kylo. And Kylo's like, look... I get what you're saying. Like Luke can be very fucking like a bit of a prick. Is long and short of what he's saying. Yeah. And uh... cut to outside, and Luke has uh, at the cliff face that Ray almost destroyed, and he's now tapping back into the Force. Yeah, for the first time in for a the long first time. time. Uh, and we cut to Poe has come up. So uh, Holdo is basically chastising Poe as they're in the main like hangar area, loading everybody up. To get on these transport ships to get the fuck out of here. Yep. And Holdo's like, look, or no, Finn asks, or not Finn, but Poe asks, he's like, look, I've got an idea, or I've been doing, I've been, no, we've, this, the, the, the scene is, fucking hell, the scene is, is that uh, Poe goes to Holdo and tells her what Finn and Rose have been doing. And she's like, you're doing what? And who's got the code, code breaker? What, what the fuck are you doing? 
and you're 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 resting all the chances of the Republic on this fucking long shot. And there's no fuck. Just get on your fucking transport ship and get the fuck out of here. Right. And Poe's like, you know what? I thought you'd say that. Walks by her and immediately spins around with a stun gun in his hand. He's like, Admiral Hol- Vice Admiral Holdo, I'm relieving you of uh, your duties. And, and he, we see a few uh, people that agree with Poe uh, right beside him with guns trained on Holdo and her people. Yep. And immediately uh, Poe's like, you know what? Just keep him here until we get this plan done. Underway. Whatever the fuck. So we see uh, DJ is now working his magic on one of the control panels for the ship. He's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And he pulls out some sort of like uh, metal prong thing and inserts it into the the ship that he's driving. He gets to like the underside of the the supremacy. And he starts riddling off all these things he's going to do to try to sneak onto the ship. He uh, basically, he's like, uh, I've got us cloaked if we just... Fly at low speeds. We'll get there in no time. We'll get onto the ship, and uh, right. Bob's your uncle. And we see them sneak onto the inner bowels of the ship, and with no issues whatsoever, we see one of the readouts for the uh, the digital readouts for the ship starts flickering. Someone like knocks on a panel and like brings it back on, and there's no issue whatsoever. Ever. So they've sni- uh, Rose, DJ, Finn, and BB-8 have snuck onto Supreme Leader Snoke's ship. Right. To try to take out this uh, hyperspace tracking beacon. And Poe is making his way up to the bridge to try to, you know, uh, jump to hyperspace as quickly as possible once right, they as, have the opportunity. As soon as, as soon as they can. And we see Connix with him, and uh, 3PO is about to, like, book it out of there. He's like, no, I'm not here for this mutiny. No fucking way. And Poe's like, 3PO? Not, not today. Nope. Uh-uh. Cut to uh, Luke is still like meditating with the Force, and he, we hold on him for a second, and he cuts to Leia in her medical bed, and she wakes up, and she says Luke, and yep. Luke says Leia. Cut to Luke is now in the rain, looking through all the huts and shit, looking for Leia, and then he sees one of the huts is lit up by some sort of like uh, fire inside. Mm. Uh, cut to we see Finn Rose. DJ and uh, they have now taken a trash can and flipped it over onto R2 to make it seem like he's one of like the first orders. BB-8. Uh, BB-8s. And we see... Not R2. Yeah, BB-8. They dump it onto BB-8 to make him seem like some sort of like weird droid that the first order has. It's all black and everything. They are now decked into uh, first order garb and everything uh, to try to make their way through all the throngs of first order troopers and officers. And as they're making their way through, we see we see a BB-9E unit clock them. He sees, like, the trash can on this BB unit, and he's not sure why. And we see him, like, peculiar, peculiar weirdly, look at them. <laughs> For whatever reason, I couldn't say that word. Um, Which word? I'm not even going to try. Oh, come on. Uh, looks at them and uh, just basically clocks them, tracking them the entire way. Uh, they get to the main hallway where the hyperspace tracking is. We see DJ take out the Hostian smelt that he took from Rose. He kisses it and then puts it on the main conduit to open up a panel. It uh, fries, opens up the panel, and he hands the the necklace back to Rose. He's like, Hostian smelt, great conductor. He hands it back to her, and he just like shoes her away. He's like, go, go, go. Okay, that's all I needed. Go. And then we hear Poe on a comm, BB unit, uh, the BB-8 sh- shoots the comm to Finn, Finn catches it, 
And Poe's like, how are we doing, Finn? Where are we at? Uh, because we cut to Poe, and somebody's trying to cut through the door that he just sealed off. Right. He's like, what the fuck? Come on. Anytime now. And Finn's like, all right, DJ. Anytime fucking now. And we see him, like, tinkering away. He stops for a moment, and he just, like, has his hands up to his mouth. And he's like, all right, now. We see the door open. They walk in. And right before they are, they're in the process of crossing the bridge. And then they hear all these, like, footprint, or, uh, footsteps and everything just boo, 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 uh, surround them. And there's the BB-8, BB-9E unit that was tracking them, along with a bunch of First Order troopers. And right behind them, we hear FN-2187. So nice of you to return to us. And there is Captain Phasma right behind Finn. And on the other end of the communications call with Poe, Poe is like, oh, shit. We lost. They lost. They, fuck. That's, that's not ideal. And then boom, cause... the door opens that he sealed off, and he's ready for a fucking gunfight at this point. He's ducked behind his chair, and uh, through all the smoke and haze and debris and shit, out walks General Leia, and he stops. He's like, "General Leia, oh, I'm so happy to see her." And boom, she hits him with a stun gun, <laughs> and he gets knocked the fuck back. While the other people just raise well, their it's, hands. It's... Oh, it's great to see you. And she raises the gun. He's like, wait, 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 wait. And Boom. Yeah, before he can even, like... And then everybody else her. is like, nope, nope, that's... that's fine. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. What, what mutiny? Right. <laughs> I, I just got here. <laughs> Cut to sometime later. Poe is now on a gurney. Knock the fuck out. So the, the, the plan is, is to get everybody on these transports. We see that the, the first order has taken out all the last of the ships. We see, uh, there's small little scenes here and there where they take out, uh, ships that have run out of fuel and just like drift off into space. Mm -hmm. So they take out those ships. They're just insignificant scenes. I mean, nothing. Cause as they run out of fuel, everyone on those ships get take, uh, leaves those ships and gets onto the next ship that has fuel. And it happens like two other times, except for like one person. Yeah. One person stays behind to, Operate it while yeah. everything goes to shit. And you, you see, I don't even know just some what, random, his, what his name is. Yeah, they don't he's like, long live the, Repu- the... Godspeed. Or, yeah, Godspeed... Rebels or something Rebels. like that. Godspeed Rebels, that's it. So they only have the one command ship left, and they have a bunch of transport ships. So the idea is to distract the First Order with this last remaining Republic ship and take all the transport ships and uh, sneak away over onto Crate to try to, you know, hide there until the First Order leaves the system and they can figure out what to do next after that. Uh, as they um, put Poe onto the ship and uh, on the gurney, uh, Holdo says, I like him. And then Leia says, yeah, I do too. And then they're both about to say, may the Force be with you. And then they both stop and laugh. And then Leia's like, you know what? You say it. I've said it way too much already. And then Holdo's like, may the Force be with you always. They both look at each other, and then Leia's like, no, you need to get on your ship. And then Holdo's like, no. Someone's got to stay here. And, she um, says somebody's got to stay here and operate the ship. And then Leia's like, I've already lost too many friends. I can't do this anymore. I, there's been too much death around me. I can't lose anybody else. Or I can't see any more death. Yeah, something along those lines. And... And she's like, and, and Holdo's like, like, sure you can. Sure you can. You're the one who taught me. Yep. Um, they both smile at each other and uh, leave. We see Leia get up onto the transport ship. Cut back to Luke, or not Luke, but Ray and Kylo are basically like enamored with each other. Like Ray is convinced that Kylo will change for her. 
and they, they we see Ray starting to reach out her hand to Kylo during this force projection moment in this hut with the two of them. We see uh, Kylo take off the glove off his hand, and he starts reaching his hand towards them, and the two of them just touch in a very affectionate way, in the most affectionate way they can uh, across a great distance like this. Anyway, and as they touch and they look at each other for a moment, in comes Luke, and he's like, what the fuck? No, stop this right now, and boom, the hut explodes all around them. And immediately, Ray pops up. He's like, did you create Luke Kylo Ren? And he fucking walks away from her. And as he's walking away, we just hold on Luke's head, and we see Ray grab her staff and just clock him in the back of the head. He turns around, and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, did you create Luke Skywalker? He grabs a nearby... Did you create or, Kylo Ren? <laughs> Kylo Ren. Did you create Kylo Ren? No, I did not create Luke... Skywalker, my daddy did, because yes. that is me. Yes. And uh, Luke is, uh, like, doesn't say anything, and we see Ray, we, we see uh, Luke hold out his hand to a nearby antenna. It breaks off and goes to his hand. And now he's just, like, deflecting all of Ray's blows that come towards him. He's not even breaking a sweat. He's, like, being the badass that he is, just, like, deflecting everything. He doesn't want to hurt her, just wants her to stop. So he's just all over the fucking place. Eventually, he just takes the staff from her hand and, like, throws it behind him. And she immediately uses the force and brings the lightsaber to her hand, ignites it, and is about to strike him down, and he, like, stumbles backwards, stops himself from falling on the ground, like, hurting himself. Like, uses the force to, like, Mm. repel himself off the ground, and then gently lowers himself on the ground. And she says one more time, did you create Kylo Ren? And Luke is like, look, I, I told you I fucked up. Like, I, there's no other way I could go about it. I made a oopsie, okay? Him and I were having issues. And one night I went to go check on him in his room. And for a split second, I was reading his thoughts and, like, where where he could end up. Like, what the future entails for him. What is going to happen to him in the future. And all I found was death and destruction. And in that moment, I fucking panicked. I, for It was a split fucking second. I grabbed my lightsaber, ignited it, and then by the time it fucking fully ignited, the fucking thought was completely out of my head. But the damage was already done. Because I looked down, and there's Ben looking up at me. And I said, all I saw was a scared little boy. Just fucking petrified. And he, we see the, the sequence of events of Penn uh, grabbing his lightsaber, like bringing it to his hands. He ignites it and like deflects uh, Luke's, what he perceives as Luke's attack. And Luke says, Ben, no. And then all this like shit crumbles around him. And that's where we pick up from that one instance that Luke was telling us about the Jedi temple being destroyed and everything. And uh, Luke is like, look, I I fucked up. I know. I, I'm sorry. And then Ray is like, look, you have no idea what Kylo is going to do. You just made the decision based on what you feel or what you thought was going to happen. Right. right. At that moment. Kylo never made any decision. And then Luke's like, well, Snoke had already gotten to his head. So I would already lost the boy at this point. And then Ray's like, that doesn't matter. You you already made the decision for him, and that's why. And I, I felt it in him whenever we touched in the in the hut just There's moments ago. Good in him. There's good in him. I know. I I felt it. He can change for me. That's essentially what is happening here. Uh, and Luke's like, no, whatever. Fu- this will not go the way that you think it fucking will. 
And Ray's like, I'm done with this shit. You're just an old man on a fucking island, ready to fucking die. Fuck you. She takes her shit, jumps, jumps back onto the uh, Millennium Falcon, and just uh, speeds off into space. Luke watches her leave, and immediately he's like, fuck this. We just see it on his face. He's like, fuck this. We see him in, he's now changed his clothes, he's in his Jedi robes, he's got a torch in his hand, and he's walked up to the uh, Jedi tree that's been hollowed out with all the text and everything. Mm-hmm. And he ignites the torch, and he's fucking going to walk up to it, and then he senses somebody. He turns around, and there's Force Ghost Yoda, Yoda. sitting right beside him, just like snickering like Yoda would. <laughs> and he's like, Master Yoda, it's so nice to finally see you again. And then Yoda says, oh, I'm Master Skywalker, um, much you have yet to learn or some shit like that. Uh, he's like, I'm going to burn this fucking tree to the ground along with all the text and everything, so hold on for a second. We see Luke starting to walk towards the entrance. And he stops, and he hesitates, and he's like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. And then at that same instance, we see Yoda look up at the skies. We see all this thunder and lightning crackling, and boom, right onto the tree. The tree fucking envelops in flames. And Luke we gets thrown back. We, he tries to enter to try to get the text in a oh, dash yeah, effort, right. and then all this energy comes out of the tree and like throws him back towards where Yoda is. And Yoda's, like, laughing and looking at the fire of this tree. And then Luke is like, so, it's true. The Jedi's time is done. And then Yoda, in a very cryptic way, says, like, the, this version of the Jedi is done. And then uh, Luke goes on to say, what about the Jedi text? He's like, the Jedi sacred text. He's like, Yoda, in immediately is like, page turners, they were not. So, you know what? Well, Everything well, that Ray has. Yeah, no, he's... he's- Basically, like, oh, but the, all the sacred texts have been destroyed. Like, there was a lot of really important information. And Yoda says, mm, read them, have you? Yeah. And he's like, well, n- no, but... <laughs> he's like, no, they weren't paged. They, they're, they're fucking boring. Yes. And uh, Yoda goes on to say, everything that the uh, uh, young girl Ray needs to know, she has. And he goes on to say, like, look, and I wrote it down... He Yoda goes on to say, look, Luke, you uh, did not pass on what I told you to pass on. Strength, mastery, folly, failure. Failure is the most important thing I told you to fucking pass on to everybody. Because that's where you really fucking learn of who you are, is through failure. Failure is the greatest teacher, is what Yoda says. And he goes on to say, he's like, we are what they grow beyond. This is the true burden of all masters. This is the fucking... This, this line right fucking here hit me like a fucking ton of bricks because it's what every parent wants. You want your kids to do better. Like my, right. my, my son constantly laments, like, well, you don't do this, this, and this. Like, go outside and shit. I was like, yes, but you're supposed to be better than me. Even though it's just a dopey little conversation. <laughs> you're supposed to be better than I am. That's pretty much what it is. And... and Everything that Yoda's saying here is, like, failure is the biggest thing that you could ever fucking learn. And, like, look, I'll fucking say it right here. How my life has gone, with the exception of, like, Sarah and the kids, it's not gone the way I fucking wanted it to. Right. I had envisioned this whole fucking career of me being a writer by this age, by the time I turned 36. And I've gotten nibbles here and there, but nothing has come to fucking fruition. Like, none of it is fucking happen I've, right I've, I've, i mean we were supposed to be multi-millionaire 
right. people making movies and making the movies that people like us would then talk about on right, their podcasts. Right, and none of that's fucking happened. And and I I still struggle with the fucking bouts of depression, being that I'm not in that world at all, and I'm still trying, but it's it's not it definitely not happened in the time frame I I Envision. put on myself, but that was me. I put that time frame on myself. Right. Like no one said I had to be anybody by a certain age i did that right. and it, it was because of this movie i fucking realized this is why this movie is so important to me because i for the longest time and i still fucking deal with this from time to time i viewed myself as a failure mm-hmm. and by my own metrics i am right but no one fucking put the, the those constraints on me i did that myself Right, and it took me a while, and then, like I said, I'm still dealing with it from time to time, where I'll just fucking kick myself in the ass, and I don't give a shit what anybody has to say. Right, I don't care about any fucking nice platitudes or whatever the fuck anybody wants to throw my way. It doesn't matter. I'm not where I said I wanted to be at this age. Right, and that's why this movie means so much to me because Yoda's fucking reminding me, hey dummy, yeah, you're not where you should be. You're not fucking what you're doing. What you should be doing, but that's part of it. Yeah. You failing is part of it. Fucking learn from this. Figure out some other way. Maybe you're not fucking exactly how you fucking envision, but figure out something any other yeah. way. We're we're not exactly making movies, but we talk about movies every week on this show, and yeah. we get to you know still share our love of all things nerdy. Yes. So that's why this movie means so much. I watched this movie like three times in a day uh, when it first came out. Oh, I watched it. <laughs> I thought you meant like. Every time you watch it, you watch it like no, back no, to back no. to back. No, like, when it initially came like, out, like a ten-hour uh, loop of the <laughs> He-Man Heya song. <laughs> yeah. No, when it initially came out, I watched it three times. I watched it up at uh, Tinseltown, up in Canton. Yep. I spent the entire day up in fucking Canton just by myself. Sarah was like, "You should take Ryan." I was like, "No, I'm fine by myself." I think you were off dealing with your own bullshit at the mm. time. So like, no, I'll take my fucking self. I'll be fine by myself. She was adamant I should take somebody, but no, just myself. And I spent the basically the entire day, because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie with maybe like an hour in between each viewing. So I got up there at 11, watched the movie, got done around uh, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, somewhere around there. Maybe 3 was o'clock. It, was it this one, or was it uh, episode 7 that we went to the midnight? You and I went for? to the midnight uh, release of seven. Okay. And it was this one where I watched it three times. Right. A day. And then I watched the, the next viewing in the afternoon. And then I didn't leave fucking the Canton Tinseltown area until probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Cause I watched it back to back to back to back. Cause I, I, I pre, I'd set up this day weeks in advance. Right. And Sarah's like, how do you know you'll like the movie? I'm like, Sarah, please. <laughs> it's star Wars. <laughs> and then when I got out of the first viewing, I was like, Sarah, this movie is so good. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that didn't, I will fucking take that that day to my grave. That day, mm-hmm. just me and Star Wars meant so much to myself. Um, anyway, back to this movie. So yeah, Yoda tells Luke, like, you failed, learn from it, move on. Get over it, quit being a emo little bitch. <laughs> right. Uh, we cut to... Uh, I think Rose and Finn are now being taken in front of General Hux in the main hangar area with all these stormtroopers around them. And basically Hux walks up to Finn and just backhands him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at that same instance, we see a uh, like lone First Order officer like walk up behind him. He's like, 
or no, uh, we see DJ come out from the midst of the First Order Storm Troopers. Trooper. Or they say something about, like, our business is concluded or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. He, an officer brings out, like, payment. Yeah, like a tote or a yeah. crate of some sort of, like, just payment from the First Order to DJ. We see Finn yell at him, traitor, and he's like, Rose says, you can't do this. And DJ's like, yeah, you blow them up today, uh, or they blow you up today, you blow them up tomorrow, it doesn't matter. I'll still be here collecting all my money and shit. Um, right. So we, we got caught, I made a deal. Yep. And uh, at that same instance, we see the loan officer come up. He's like, look, uh, the information he gave us, it's legit. We have found 30 resistance uh, transport ships leaving the main transport ship and going to the nearby planet of Crate. And Hux is like, oh my god, the day of days, look at this, this is my fucking lucky day. Um, you know what? If the guns are ready, fire at will. And then we just see random shots being shot out across the bow. Or no, before the shots are run out, we see Poe wake up in the transport, and he immediately runs towards the window where the ship is, and he's like, no! And then Luke, or Leia is like, hold on, just come here, look at this. Like, look, we're sneaking away from this ship to go to an old uh, rebel base. It's got old machinery and weapons and shit, but it should hold us for the time being until the First Order gets out of the way. It has a radio, and we'll be able to contact Contact. our Our people, our sympathizers. Yes, Uh, because there are other resistance troops out there, like Snap Lexley's out there somewhere dealing with shit, Mm. just not with the main group dealing with the First Order and shit. And so Poe is basically learning the lesson. Like, you fucking need to just cool your goddamn head. Just chill. <laughs> Let the big boys and big girls <laughs> do their thing. And don't act like a little dipshit. Um, we see him just like, all right, yeah, fine. And at that same instance, we see a few transport ships uh, blow, up. blow up and being taken out by the First Order. And like they all realize, oh, shit, we're fucked. They found us. They they know that we're here. And we just see, like, one, two, three, fuck, uh, uh, handful of them immediately get taken out by the first order we cut back to we see holdo reacting to this um like fucking like nervous and shit she jumps in the chair starts hitting a few things and we see general hux get to the main bridge and the guy the main officer that was at the beginning of the movie is like general hux we see the main transport ship is starting to turn around and general hux is like ah, that's all decoy just keep firing at these uh transport ships Cut to uh, Ray is now entered into the the First Order space with the ship and everything with the Millennium Falcon. And she has already told Chewie, hey, once we drop in here, uh, release this escape pod and get the fuck out of here as quickly as possible. And I'll get a hold of you once I know what the fuck is going on. So just get the fuck out of here as quickly as possible. We see him jump. We see them jump into First Order space. The escape pod that she's laying in pops out of the Millennium Falcon, goes towards the bay of the supremacy lands. We see the Millennium Falcon just fuck off. And then we see the ship land and all the smoke is enveloping it. And we see it all dissipate. And we see Kylo Ren standing there. He walks off a frame. And then there's the first order of troops with handcuffs ready to handcuff Ray. Cut to them, uh, Kylo and Ray on an elevator going to Supreme Leader Snoke. Yep. And, uh, Ray is trying to convince him like, look, I felt good in you. You need to fucking, just undo these cuffs on me. 
Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's take care of these little bitches, little jabronis up here, and get the fuck out of here. And Kylo's like, look, I felt something too, and it's going to be you that fucking turns Joins for me. me. And Ray just looks at him, and at the same instance, we see the elevator door open. They both walk in, and basically, congrat- he, we see Snoke congratulate Kylo for bringing in Ray to him. Uh, cut to Finn and Rose. Uh, we hear Phasma say, you know what? Death by blaster is too good for you. Let's fucking do a little beheading here. We see two stormtroopers with like uh, plasma axes walk up. They activate them. They get uh, Finn and Rose on their bellies, getting ready to just basically slice their heads off. Cut back to Ray and Finn, or not Ray and Finn, but Ray and Kylo. And uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is like, "Look, uh, he undoes the cuffs for Ray, and he's like." Come here, child. Let me take a look at you more. And Ray is like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, Kylo or Ben Solo is here, and he's gonna fucking just show you all the entire strength that he has. And <laughs> Snoke is like, oh sure, yeah, okay, you little bitch, <laughs> that little fuck boy. Yes, <laughs> I made him cry not even two hours ago. <laughs> yes. He's like, I said, come here, and we just see the Force drag her towards uh, Snoke. And he's like, look, uh, I need you here to show me where Luke Skywalker is. So that way I can kill him in front of you. And then I will give you a long, painful death in return as well. So you're going to tell me what I need to know. Or this is going to hurt. And she doesn't say anything. We see him push her out away from him. Her still dangling in the air. She's like arched in like this like crescent moon shape. And we just see her, like, writhing in pain. She says, no, 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 as she's being tortured in some manner. We see Kylo watching all this take place. We see the uh, ship that Holdo is uh, in control of, like, starting to slowly make its turn. Not yet. Well, maybe slowly make its turn. I didn't think that happened until after the stuff with Snoke. I don't think she hits hyperspace until... Well, I don't think any of the uh, transports have exploded yet. Because they just start after. So, all this stuff with Snoke is is happening. He's tossing her around and she's trying to like regain her bearings and attack him a few times with a lightsaber. Yeah, and he like hits her in the and head he, with it. And he takes it and like sits it on his little throne thing. Then it cuts to Finn and them getting ready to be beheaded. And then it cuts back to Ray. And he's like, oh, okay, I have everything I need to know now. All right, Kylo, your next your next mission to prove your loyalty, kill her. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, and I wrote it down. He says, my worthy apprentice, son of darkness, heir apparent to Lord Vader. Where there was conflict, I now sense resolve. Where there was weakness, strength. Complete your training and fulfill your destiny. And he goes on to say, and I can, you think I don't sense everything that goes on in Kylo's? Because Ray says, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about or some shit like that. You don't know. I've, I've seen his, his mind. And, and there is good in him or some shit like that. And uh, Snoke's like... <laughs> Who do you think built the bridge between you two? Yeah. Like, that was me. Yeah. I did that. 
I've been there's, in control. Of there's his head. no good in him at all. I I can see it. He uh, and he's like walking towards her with his lightsaber. lightsaber. He's like, yes, I can see it. He turns his lightsaber, and you can see his lightsaber turn in his hand with but his it, with his right hand. And then yeah. with his left hand, we see it like moving and shit. And right. then right next to Snoke, we see the lightsaber. The other he lightsaber has turn turn. And he's like, and he, I see him light it and strike down his true enemy. And at that point, uh, she's she's being held by like Snoke. Snoke's force. Yeah, on energy. her knees in front and, of Kylo. Uh, he's like, and he, the uh, the lightsaber ignites and takes out his true enemy. And at that point, he like flicks his hand, and the lightsaber beside Snoke activates activates and shoots right through his fucking midsection. He goes, yes, yeah, so he's like completely shocked. It's like the equivalency of Luke, I am your father, where yeah. everyone had their fucking who Snoke is, like predictions, ideas, fucking. Head cannon bullshit, and then it gets all tossed out the window because right then and there, Snoke is being impaled by this lightsaber. And we see the lightsaber, we see Ben flick his fingers again, and the lightsaber like rips through uh, Snoke and comes sailing towards him. And then uh, out of frame, into frame, Ray's hand catches the lightsaber. And the two of them, and we see Ray stand up, and the two of them are now back to back. And well, all they, the, they kind of like give each other the mm-hmm. let's do this because like all the Praetorian nods. guards are now activated and are fucking ready and willing to fight the two of them. And we just see mass chaos happen in this room. <laughs> this is the other scene that kind of fucking throws me because a lot of them just like stand there and wait for their turn, like the Praetorian guards at the beginning, yeah. Whenever there's, like, like eight of them, yeah. Now it's it's your turn. Hit me. But, Uh. yeah, at the beginning, yeah. But as the fight progresses and more of them get taken out and shit, then it becomes more of a more, I guess, stylized fight. And at the end, like, the the last one to die. Has Kylo pinned up in his arms. Yeah, but all he has to do is just... (laughs) And Kylo's done. No, because he's got his arm right there, and he... Kylo has his arm underneath the blade, like right there before he can even like oh. use the oomph to try to chop off Kylo's head. Like his arm is like like if you were being like uh, with like garrot wire around your neck. Well, but it's not because that's the hand that's behind the blade is what grabs the no the, his left lightsaber. hand. The right or his right hand is protecting him oh. from being like killed his left hand is was right here waiting for something and then we find out later on but yeah this whole fight sequence ensues we see that there are like two turbines in the room off to the side we see at one point ben tosses one of the praetorian guards into it and just shreds the shit out of him we just see red ichor all just erupt from this fucking yep. uh turbine uh at one point we see one of the bow staffs that one of the guys has uh the one of the praetorian guards has he like shooks it and it becomes like a a whip, uh, uh, yeah, whip or a kunai type uh, with rope yeah. dart, maybe even. And he's like whipping it around. At one point, uh, he wraps it around uh, Ray's lightsaber. They tussle for a bit. She then impales him and then whips the uh, whip thing off of her lightsaber into the curtain, red curtain right behind Snoke, and it, all of it erupts into flames and shit. Yep. And uh, at one point, we see Kylo take. He takes on three of them. They take their, like, 
long staffs and they're like intertwined with his and they're, they're about to slice off his hand but they re- forget that he's got cross guards on his and it stops right there and so the three of them just like push kylo back he then uh like pivots underneath all three of them as two of them spin out he then spins around on the one foot and like impales the one in front of him and then slices the head off of the uh one closest to like his left side and shit as he spins around and like like on guard to the other uh guy that was in that tussle you still want to fuck with me um at one point uh both ray and ben are now uh basically tied up with the last two remaining praetorian guards Ben is like underneath like the staff axe that this guy has, like his left with his right hand like trying to protect his neck, while Ray is uh, having like the like the he, this one also has like a whip staff mm-hmm. thing as well, and it's like wrapped up in her uh, arms and shit, and she's trying to protect uh, prevent. No, he's got the double bladed thing that he has broken in half, not the whip mm-hmm. thing, and so one of her arms is wrapped up in that trying to protect herself and prevent him from uh, using his other hand to try to get out from under her and try to like, you know, kill her. So in her other arm is also wrapped up like under his like forearm and with her light, with the lightsaber in her hand, she then realizes that if she drops the lightsaber, or let's go to the lightsaber. She can drop out of his hands, catch it as it, before it hits the ground and just like spin around, hit him in the legs and then as he falls back, hit him in the neck, killing him instantly. So that's what she does. And at that same instance, she sees Finn, or not Finn, but uh, Kylo is nearly dead at this point. Like, he's about to get the He's going to die. So she yells to Kylo, basically catch. She deactivates the lightsaber, tosses it to Kylo. He catches it, and at the same instance that he catches it, boom, activates it, impales the guy right behind him. In the face. Him right in the face. He drops to the ground. Immediately, Ray is like, "Look, we could stop. We could stop the rest of the transports from being destroyed. Uh, just to fucking give tell the order. Him, give the order." And Kylo just looks at the lifeless body of Snoke, and Ray's like, what? "What? What are we doing?" And then Kylo's like, "Look, it's time for old things to fucking die. Kill the past, or uh, get rid of the past. Kill it if you must." And a lot of people have an issue with that line because they're like thinking that. Ryan Johnson is saying, hey, maybe we should just forget about the past. I'm like, no. He's putting that in the bad guy's mouth. That yeah. means he's not, as the writer, agreeing with it. Right. He's saying that the bad guy saying those things is the wrong thing. Right. That we shouldn't forget about the past. We shouldn't fucking burn it to the ground. The past is important. That's what he's saying. And immediately Ray's like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Because Kylo is like conv- trying to convince her, like, hey. Join me. Join me. And you and I can fucking figure this all out. And Ray's like, no, not this. And, you know, we'll, like, the, we'll kill the rebels, and then we'll kill the First Order, and then it'll just be me and you, and we can, you know, we can, uh, we can, we can kiss, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yes. Um... So she is about to reach out because he offers her her hand or his hand to her. Sorry, and she does. She's about to take it, and then she just reaches out, gets the lightsaber. It's about to. It's about to hit her hand, and then it stops midair. And we see Ben Kylo is doing the same thing, trying to get the lightsaber back to him. And it's just the struggle between the two of them. Um, at that same instance, we see Holdo has now completely turned the ship that she is uh, commanding. 
completely around, and we see we get a readout saying that the ship is powering up light speed. Cut to Kylo and Ren, and they are still pulling and struggling against each other, and they just furtherly go away from each other. Like the lightsaber stays there in the middle, they just get pushed further, further away from away. each other. Cut to Rose and Finn, and they're in Phasma's like on three. One, two, and they'll lop off the two others' heads. On three, we see the axes get raised. And then at the same instance, we hear General Hux. We cut to General Hux. He's like, fucking take out that carrier. And then everything cuts to a wide shot. We see in Holdo right before it jumps to light speed. We hear her say, Godspeed, Rebels. And then we cut to an even wider shot. And the ship jumps to light speed. And all the sound cuts out right through the like a third of Snoke's ship. And then right behind it. The, the like like six or eight 30, star destroyers. Yeah, just all of them just get obliterated right behind it. Just fucking and it's a spellbinding shot. Yeah, it is. Like really. it is so fucking beautiful. It's like one of those shots you would see in an anime film or anime series where just like the, the samurai just swipes across and nothing happens for a second and then all hell breaks. Until the blade hits the the hilt, the yeah. Shink. Yep. It's very similar to that. It, I mean it, this is why I don't think anime will ever fucking have a big hold like it does in uh, Asian culture. It's because there were several theaters, hundreds of theaters, that were getting complaints. Because all the sound, for like a f- second or two, just cuts out from that scene. While all this fucking chaos happens in front of them. And a few patrons, a lot of patrons, that were just fucking idiots, were like, Hey, I want my money back. The sound cut out. I didn't hear anything for those few seconds. And a lot of theater owners were like, Yeah, that's... It's part of it. That's part of it. They even had to post like uh, like uh, disclaimers in front of the theaters that were showing like Last Jedi showings. Like, yes, at one point during this movie, all the sound cuts out. You will just see uh, things like breaking apart with no sound whatsoever. That's part of it. Uh, it just further shows that people are just unbelievably stupid. O- I was going to say Oscar Isaac, but uh, Poe Dameron... Uh, Leia Organa, uh, Conix, and a bunch of other uh, first, re- or not first resistant, but resistant uh, members watch all this go down. And they're all very like crestfallen because in her last dying breath, Holdo saved them. Because in this mass panic and the ship, uh, a third of uh, Snoke's ship being destroyed. Can't believe that you forgot um, in the first scene that Poe is talking to Holdo. She says the line that you say. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, she's trying to convince him, like, look, we'll listen to I, Leia, I what know Leia what, used I to say. I know what I'm doing. Remember, just like Leia used to say. Uh, hope is like the sun, if you only believe in it. And then Finn says, uh, finishes it for her, you'll never make it through the night. Yep. And, I, yeah, you're right. I did fucking completely gloss over that. Because that's I, I will fucking take that line to my fucking grave. That's why it's part of the podcast, because it's a great fucking line. Yeah. Uh, so they watch all this transpire. We see all the Star Destroyers that were behind Snoke's ship just disintegrate into nothing. Um, but on the ship itself, and right before Holdo like, spears her way through all these ships, we also see that Kylo and Rey, as they're struggling against the lightsaber, have split it in half. It happens like a second before yeah. she goes through the rest of the ship. They split it in half, and then they get uh, like thrown to the opposite ends of the uh, chamber that they're in. Um, but we see Ray, or not Ray, but we see Finn and Rose in the hot hangar, and it's just fire and explosions and just dead bodies all over the place. 
uh, we see Finn being dragged by Rose, and then Ro- Finn immediately pops up, and Rose stops taking him. And Rose is like, "Look, there's a carry, there's a transport on the other end of this hangar. We need to get there." And before they even get maybe three steps into getting over there, here comes Captain Phasma with a bunch of First Order troopers cutting them off. And before they even get obliterated completely, we see just pew, 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 all these shots ring out from the side from one of the ATSTs that are uh, right there in the hangar. Uh, all these First Order troopers are being taken out, and immediately Phasma's like, what the fuck? Turns towards the ATST. It's now walking forward while being still attached to like this. A harness or whatever yeah. the fuck. And the top half of it just rips open like a fucking beer can. And inside of it is BB-8. He's like got like controls and shit, like shocking it to get it moving and everything. And it's just taking out First Order troopers left and right. Uh, we see Finn take like one of the, the batons. Shock batons. Shock batons. He takes one of them and then starts walking towards Captain Phasma. She now has like a, me- a metal spear in her hand. And is ready to fight, hand-to-hand fight with Finn. And they start scuffling back and forth as uh, Rose starts taking out, like, First Order troopers that come by and everything. Uh, So Finn and uh, Phasma start scuffling back and forth. And Finn holds his own for a little bit, but then ends up getting bested by Finn. Uh, By Phasma. By Phasma, sorry. She calls him a bug in the system. And then he's like, let's go, Chrome Dome. And then she pushes him all the way back to like uh, where a lift was, only it's just now just an opening, uh, open hole at this yeah. point, and ends up pushing him down it. And presumably we think he falls down. She turns away. We hear Rose yell out no as Phasma fires at her. And at the same instance, we see uh, Finn come up from the some sort of like lift that's raising him up. And he's like, hey. And she turns around, and he just clobbers her with this fucking shock baton obliterates uh, like uh, the eye portion of her helmet and we see that it's just a regular human eye underneath mm-hmm. like there's no alien or anything but she looks back at Finn as all this fucking explosions and everything happen behind her he's like you were always scum and then Finn looks at her holds her beat he's like rebel scum and then the four f- falls out from underneath Phasma, and she falls into the abyss of all this destruction and fire right. and everything. Now, we don't see what happens to her body, so, and she doesn't make an appearance in Rise of Skywalker, so she, stu- she still could be out there in some manner. We don't know. We don't see a body. It's one of the old adages of Hollywood. Don't see a body. Character's not dead. Not dead. So they get onto the uh, little walker that uh, BB-8 is controlling, and they get to the transport. We see the transport leave the actual hangar as everything erupts into explosions and flames and shit. Uh, cut back to the chamber that Ray and uh, Kylo were in, and th- there's nobody left alive except for maybe Kylo and Hux is standing right there looking at uh, Snoke's lifeless body that's now in pieces. And he looks at Kylo, who's unconscious, and he starts taking his gun from his holster. And then Kylo gets up and he quickly puts it back in his holster. Mm-hmm. And Hux is like, what the fuck happened here? And Kylo's like, the fucking girl did all this. She fucking killed Supreme Leader Snoke and took off. Um, do we know where she, how she got out of here? And Hux is like, yeah, she took Snoke's escape ship. She's fucking gone. And the, uh, the lightsaber's nowhere to be found at all as well. Uh, Kylo gets up, looks out the window, and he's like, you know what? We need to fuck down on that planet and take care of this uh, resistance once and for all. And Hux is like, what do you fucking mean? 
We're taking care of anybody. The supreme leader's fucking dead. You decide to fucking start taking command of my men. Fuck you. And Kylo Ren just stops, turns around. He's like, the supreme leader's dead. And immediately starts force choking him. And Hux drops to his knees. Says, uh, bitch, say what? He starts gasping for air and... Uh, long live the supreme yes, leader. Yes, Hux says, long live the supreme leader. Cut to everyone. Uh, the resistance is now on crate. And there are... They're closing the doors. Uh, we see Leia, like, behind some sort of, like, crystal foxes uh, running across these, this white tundra, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Um, they are... Uh, what are they? So these foxes are Vulpic... Vulptex... Vulptices is the name of them. I think that's how you pronounce it. So, yeah, they're... Uh, they, he, they see off in the distance a transport ship and a few other ships coming towards crate. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Close the ship. Or close the uh, the blast doors, and it's got like this huge blast door in them. And then uh, as it closes, we just see this transport ship being trailed by two Tie Fighters, being fired at by these Tie Fighters. Just come in and just make it in the nick of time underneath the door as the doors close in behind it. And then everyone in the Resistance thinks, "Oh, this is First Order," so they just start unloading all their weapons on it. And then Rose and Finn are both like, "Hey, hey, wait, stop, stop, stop!" And everybody, uh, uh, Leia and Poe are like, hold your fire, hold your fire. And up pops Finn and Rose and like, hey, you made it. And then immediately Poe's like, where's my droid? And BB-8 comes rolling out and he does the cutest thing. As BB-8 gets up to him, he like, like puts his hands on him, like hug him in a makeshift way. And then he like rubs his belly. He's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's uh, somewhat adorable that he does the a weird belly rub to a droid of all things. And the Rose says, is this all that's left? And it's like a couple hundred people at this point. Mm-hmm. Not much. No, definitely not as many as uh, people as there were at the beginning of the movie. Um, we see the first order land outside the uh, door, not just outside it, but like a couple hundred feet outside of the blast door that closed on crate. The mm-hmm. first order is now there on crate on the surface with like this big ass cannon. Uh, Finn looks through one of the holes on the blast door. He's like, yeah, that's old Death Star tech. It's like a battering ram cannon. They'll be in here in no fucking time. So what are our options? And they start unfurling all this old equipment. And they're like, they start listing off all the things that they have. It's all very old, ancient tech. All the munitions that has rotten out. The actual hardware itself is all rusted shut. So there isn't much they can do at this point, except for... Send a message to anybody that will fucking listen that they need help as quickly as possible. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to hold out as best they can until somebody comes and tries to help them as quickly as possible. And Leia says to use her frequency because then they'll know it's fucking legit if they use her frequency. Or her clearance code or whatever the fuck. Isn't there a small scene? So, yeah, I think it's on Kylo's ship where Kylo's like, you know what? Start the uh, battering ram or some shit like that. And he's just sitting in his main cockpit watching everybody fly the ship and do whatever he fucking says. And then we cut back into uh, the uh, old rebel base. And they're all saying, like, look, we sent out the fucking message to fucking everybody. Bunch of people received it. No one has responded. We're fucked. And we later on find out, yes, they did get the message. They just were in the middle of their own fucking things that they couldn't really you know, help them in any manner. Like, we'll hear eventually from Snap Wexley and a few other teams that were out there doing other things that got the message. They were just in their own mess of shit themselves, so. 
Leia says, and that's it. That's the that's. And I guess this is it. This is the last of the rebellion. The spark has finally died out. Well, and they uh, they're looking for another exit, and well, the exit comes later on. It comes uh, after uh, Luke. I thought it was because they're watching Luke. No, no, no. I thought it was here. No, it uh, it does come up here um, because uh, they're like, oh, you know, is there like a rear exit or something? Uh, Finn asks, and. No, before all BB-8. this, we have the skiffs. Because this is where Poe learns to not no, sacrifice no, no. all his men. No, no, no. Finn asks about a back exit, and uh, 3PO says the BB-8 looked, and there isn't one. So they need to, this is the only way in or out. So they need to come up with something, and then we get the skiffs. Okay. Um, and yeah, so the idea is just to hold them off. Long enough until they figure out some sort of plan. Basically, they A, want to destroy the battering ram cannon, and B, hold them off long enough to where somebody could come up with a plan to get them the fuck out of there. Right. So we see all these skiffs drop from the main blast doors, and they're like rinky-dink, like falling apart, literally Poe's Poe foot. puts his foot through one. Through one of the panels, and he's like, what the hell? Uh, so they're skidding her across, and I love this world because it's all like... As the dirt settles, it's just this white blanket that settles on on top of it. Like snow. Yes, but underneath is all this like red crystal underneath. Uh-huh. So whenever you move across it, it just looks like this planet is bleeding as all this shit is happening. It's really fucking interesting to look at. Um, but they're they're uh, slicing across this fucking ground on these, uh, what do they call them, skin, skim speeders is what they call them. As they're going across, the plan is, is that, like I said, to take out the battering ran. Ram cannon gunning their way towards there and immediately pose like this is not going to fucking end well for any of us because we see TIE fighters at this point uh, taking out a few of their speeders. And then at that same point when it looks like Rose is going to be taken out by like a series of speeders, boom, out of fucking nowhere, uh, three TIE fighters get wrecked with one shot. And there is Chewbacca with uh, a bunch of porgs in the cockpit with him and they're all yelling and shit with Leia on the gun turrets. Nope. Uh, not Leia, but Ray on the gun turret. Uh, and she's just taking out fucking TIE fighters left and right. Uh, and they're just bombing around. And Kylo sees this ship and immediately gets Loses pissed. Loses his shit. He fucking yells at the top of his lungs, Pull that piece of junk out of the sky! And they just fucking hone in on fucking and, the Millennium and Falcon. And is like, okay, like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking do it listen to I the band baby <laughs> i don't want to get fucking choked again <laughs> right uh and so all the tie fighters that were now shooting at the skim spears just direct their attention towards the millennium falcon. peel off and follow the falcon yep we see the falcon duck into like a big like red crystal cave and start bobbing and weaving around shit just taking out tie fighters left and right at the uh end of their little uh space flight we see the uh I was going to say X-Wing, but we see the Millennium Falcon boom right out of the Crystal Cave with debris of TIE Fighter right behind it. Um, we see the skimmers almost approaching the battering ram and pose like, you know what? This isn't fucking worth it. We're never going to make it in time and a bunch of our people are going to fucking get killed in the process. Pose like, you know what? We're out. We can't do this. We need to get back to the fucking base and figure something else out. Regroup and figure out something else. And Finn's like, no, this is not fucking happening. I'm not letting this chance get away. Fuck you. And turns off his comms. And Rose is trying to convince him. She, he's not listening no fucking way. We see Rose determined to do something. We're not sure just quite yet what it is. 
But Finn has res- uh, resigned himself to fucking die in this battering ram. He is a couple hundred yards away from it, and he fucking just closes his eyes, waiting for the uh, inevitable to happen. And at that last second, before he careens into it, boom, out of nowhere fucking comes Rose Tico. She bumps him out of the way. The two of them go crashing into the ground, skittering this to is, a stop. This is while it's powering up, yeah. like he's in the main beam or whatever. Yeah, and it's it. like low energy beam, so he's able to like go like down the center of it without causing but any real harm. To to him, but his ship is basically falling apart. Yeah. Like, the guns get... Melted and shit. Melted and shit. Uh, she knocks him out of the way. They go skittering off into the, the crate surface. He gets out of his si- skim speeder and runs up to her, and she's half awake looking up at him. And she's like... Finn's like, why'd you do that? And Rose is like, that's how we're going to win. Not by killing what we hate, but by saving what we love. And she kisses him as the battering ram punches a hole through the main uh, blast door right there in the front. We see Finn help her out of the uh, skim speeder. At that same instant, then they get the, the return message of nobody is re- responding yep. to their message. And this is when Leia says, and then all hope is lost. The spark has finally went out. And nothing, this is it. And uh, when all, everyone's just like slumped in their seats, like, shit, we're going to die here. And then out of nowhere, out of the depth of this fucking cave, up walks Luke Skywalker with a haircut and a bit slimmer as well. Doesn't look like the disheveled, like, grumpy old man that we saw earlier in the movie. He's a bit trim and a bit, you know, clean cut, if you will. Mm. Still got the beard and everything. He walks up to Leia. He sits down across from Leia. And this is what I fucking love about fucking Star Wars and it rhyming. So the first time he ever knows about Leia is through a hologram. And we find out later on that he's just force projecting across all these stars that eventually kills him. Mm-hmm. And the f- last time she sees him is basically through a hologram. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant. He sits across from her and she immediately says, I know. I changed my hair. He just smiles. And then he goes on to say, he's like, look, I came here because I, I need you to understand that I can't save your son. And she's like, yeah, I know. And some level, I always knew that Ben has been gone for quite a while. And this is what's so heartbreaking, is that a year before this movie came out, Carrie Fisher passed away. Mm -hmm. She died in 2016, I think like 23rd, 24th, somewhere around there. And her mom, a week after that, and this movie comes out, and Luke is just telling Carrie, or Leia, is like, look, no one's ever really truly gone. And in that moment of watching this movie, each fucking time I watched it on mm. that day, I bawled my eyes out every single time. It is a very poignant being that everything that happened in the real world with her passing away and, and Luke Skywalker dying in this moment as well. But he just hands her Han's dice and she just looks at him. And I think in this instance, she knows that he's not really there. She knows she's not holding anything. It has no weight to it whatsoever because she just looks at it, looks back up at him and smirks. And he walks away. He looks at 3PO and 3PO says, Master Skywalker. 3P- or he winks at 3PO and then he just walks his happy ass out, out the door. The door and stands in front of the uh, entire uh, First Order with his laser sword, as he mentioned earlier in the movie. Like, what do you want? The mighty Luke Skywalker to stand there in front of the First Order with a laser sword? It's not going to fucking happen. And that's essentially what happens. And we also get, as he's walking out, Finn has drug Rose 
who is now unconscious. Yes. Back into the the base and ask for a medic. Med pack. Oh, yeah. So there's Luke Skywalker just standing in front of the entire First Order. And then Kylo, in, un, in no uncertain terms, he's like, I want every gun pointed at that man right now and to fire. And Hux is like, all right, point every gun at that man. And he fire, and he's like, fire! And then every single no, gun. One shoots and, like, hits and finds purchase. And then everything else comes out. Yes. And it just fire goes fire. on for and a the, minute. And the whole time, uh, Kylo's sitting there just more, more, more. Yes. And then eventually, uh, Hux is like, uh, I think. Do you think we got him? Yes. And he basically yells at everybody to stop. And he's basically looking at Kylo. He's like, what the fuck? And then as the dust settles, there's Luke Skywalker. And he not he, harmed in any way. He walks out and he goes, just dusts the dust off his shoulder, and just looks at the uh, what you can only imagine Kylo Ren losing his shit. Well, and he is like he's he, yeah he he's does trembling yes. in fear. And then he's like, all right, you know what? Lower my ship on the ground. Keep someone on the ramp guard to guard the ramp. And then Huck's like, no, you can't do that. No fucking. Way. And then he just force I pushes. Have to, I have to face him in single combat. And Hux is like, what are you doing, you fucking moron? And he gets thrown. Yeah. And the pilot's just like, mm, take right me away, down, sir. sir. <laughs> we see the ship lower onto the ground, and out comes Kylo Ren standing across from Luke Skywalker. And immediately, Luke is like, look, kid, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sure you're fucking sorry. You're going to try to fucking figure out some way to turn me to the light side. And Luke's like, nah, that ain't going to happen. It, the conversation turns into, uh, Kylo says... Like, look, I'm going to kill you, then your precious resistance, and then I'm going to kill Ray, And then, or no, he doesn't mention Ray. he just says, then I'm going to kill your precious res- resistance, and then every remnant of the Jedi and the Rebellion will be gone. And then Luke says, funny, everything you just said was completely wrong, and I will not be the last Jedi. And then he cuts to Ray as she's looking, because inside the, at that same instance, inside the, uh, the Rebel base... They're trying to figure out how to get out of here because Poe well, puts it together that he's just doing this to distract the First Order so that way they can get out of He's distracting the here. First Order so we can all get out of here. And they're like, well, no, there's no other way out. Like, the maps don't reveal anything. And he's like, huh, where'd all the foxes go? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't say it directly. He's like, do you hear that? And then Finn's like, where'd all the crystal critter- critters go? And he's like, Exactly. And they see, like, a few of them, like, skitter off into the back. And they start following the uh, foxes. And before they take off, they, everyone turns back to Leia. And Leia turns back behind her. And she's like, what are you looking at me for? Follow him. She smirks as everybody follows Poe. Uh, they start following the foxes as Kylo and uh, Luke have their back and forth. We see Rey up in the sky with the Millennium Falcon trying to use the beacon to find the uh, last of the Resistance. Right. Wherever they may be. She sees all the foxes come out of the cave. And she's like right there. And she, uh, then we cut to Luke and Kylo. And Kylo basically. He does the little step out of his uh, cloak. Along with igniting his lightsaber at the same instant. So he just like. Like a stomp in front of him. And the lightsaber comes jutting uh-huh. out. Kylo lunges at Luke. Luke basically doesn't cross swords with him at all. Just 
dodges blows left and right. We see him at one point spin around and do like a weird back bend and spin around at the same time. And one thing we should point out is that as Kyler's doing his thing, all the salt that's on the ground is being pushed aside by Kylo's feet. Mm-hmm. But on Luke's feet, nothing. It's not. Yeah. Nothing's happening. So they get to the main cavern where they think the foxes are going and all this well, right they, there. they are going out there because the fox like jumps up on this huge pile of rocks and squeezes its way out and uh, Poe's like, no, no. Yeah, because they're trapped and or what they perceive at as this, being trapped. At this point, the Millennium Falcon lands and Ray walks out and sees the fox like squeeze through the rocks and pop out. Yeah. And then she kind of chuckles to herself and is like... <laughs> moving rocks. Moving rocks. Yep. <laughs> she raises all the rocks. The opening opens up. And there is foe. Foe. There is... I was going to say pin. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Guess again. <laughs> there is Finn and Poe uh, standing on the other side. Pin and foe. <laughs> yes. And uh, Finn comes running up to uh, Ray. They hug. The rocks just move out of the way as everyone comes out of the cave completely. They all fucking haul ass onto the Millennium Falcon. Um, at that same instance, Kylo makes one final dash towards Luke Skywalker as he deactivates his lightsaber. Because Luke's like, look, I'm not going to fight you. This is fucking stupid. If you strike me down, I will be with you. If you forever. Just, if you strike me down in hate, I will be with you forever like your father. And this pisses Kylo off. He just goes... Tr- I was going to say trudging, but that's not right. He goes running for fucking Luke and just swipes right through him. And it's very anime-esque. We see the uh, feet skid to a stop as the ground shifts around him. We see the rest of his body, like, catch up. And then we see him, his hand, like, kind of, like, jostle with the lightsaber and everything. He turns around and looks. And there's still Luke. Kylo looks at, like, his lightsaber. is like, I, I know I did it. And he walks up and he puts it into That's Luke's right. chest. And it just... And it, like warbles through and is like white around it and then he smirks and says see you around kid and then we cut to luke skywalker meditating hovering above the rock yes on octo and he's concentrating fucking hard on this and he collapses on the ground he looks up at the twin sons of octo like he did as a kid and disappears we just see the similar to what ben does in uh, New Hope. We just see the clothes just collapse to the ground and mm-hmm. he just disappears because the force projection of across that great distance, Kylo mentions, mentions earlier in the movie, that would kill someone. Right. And in his effort, Ky- or Luke Skywalker, the most badass fucking Jedi, the Jedi to fucking introduce all Jedi mythos to the world, doesn't go out, and we find out in the Return of the Jedi movie, he's done fighting to try to win a battle. He tells uh, Darth Sidious, no, I'm not going to fight my father. I am like my father before me. I'm a Jedi, uh, like my father before me. He tosses his lightsaber at the foot, feet of Darth Sidious. Mm. So the idea, what I'm trying to get at is that the idea that anybody wanted Luke Skywalker to go down in a place of glory with his green lightsaber and just kick an ass... That was never going to be a thing. Right. It, At the end of Return of the Jedi, that's not the Luke we have. Right. Luke says, fuck this, and is willing to die for his father in front of his own father for an idea. That's what makes Luke so fucking powerful. He's like, look, fuck you. You're never going to win with me. I'm never going to fucking kill my father in hate. It nearly happened, but I saw what that 
what that what that path, could what, what that, that could do what that path would mean for so, me. So fuck you, kill me. I don't give a shit. You're not going to win. And he lays his lightsaber in front of Darth Sidious, and then we find out what happens in Return of the Jedi. So Luke Skywalker was never going to be the one to stand in front of legitimately stand in front of the First Order and just start taking out motherfuckers left and right. And the idea that Luke Skywalker is the guy that stands in front of the First Order but still ends up dying and sacrificing himself for just so much because he knows this story is going to help so many people. We see that at the end of the very end of the movie. That the idea of Luke Skywalker, yes, it, to Luke Skywalker, it is the bane of his existence because he thinks that because of all this pressure, his own pressure he puts on himself, he thinks he's a failure because of all this other external bullshit that right. he thinks that people think that he should be. But he just needs to be Luke Skywalker. That's it. That's what happens at the end of this movie. He just needed to be there to remind everybody what happens when good people do anything. Right. And uh, he dies in the, in the process of doing that. That's the, the most badass fucking thing I could ever think of. The little kid on Ohio in 96 watching Luke Skywalker do all this and fucking happy. <laughs> Fuck now. <laughs> you were doing so good. Too. I was. Oh, my God. I fucking love Luke Skywalker, and I love that he fucking went out in this way because it's not like fucking guns toting, ready to fucking take out as many as people as possible. The only person he ends up killing is himself for the greater fucking good. Right. It is so fucking amazing. We see Ray and Leia both sense that Luke goes, and they're at peace. They They're not panicking. They're not... They're 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 sad, but they're not like heartbroken over this. They know that Luke is at calm. He's yeah. at peace, if you will. They both get onto the Millennium Falcon. We see them take off on the Millennium Falcon. We see Kylo Ren and his First Order troopers just storm through into the Rebel base, and there's nobody fucking there. Everybody's fucking gone. And Kylo picks up the dice. Yes, and it disappears in his hands. Mm-hmm. We see everybody on the Millennium Falcon in light speed and. Um, and if you think about it, by the end of this movie, they took out Starkiller Base. They nearly killed Kylo on Starkiller Base. Um, they nearly killed... They, someone killed fucking Supreme Leader Snoke. Nearly destroyed all the First Order. They were all nearly fucking killed. That happened in, like, a, just a few hours right. of everything. Even though it took, like, four years for us to get all the story. And for them, it was only just a few hours that everything right. fucking progressed. Um, but everybody's in, introducing each other to... Uh, Poe is introducing himself to Ray because they haven't actually formally right. met. Uh, Poe just knows stories from Finn. I heard about, a lot about you. Right. Type thing. Um, and then Ray goes up to Leia is like, what are we going to do? And then at one point we see a blanket being pulled out of a drawer in the Millennium Falcon. And underneath that blanket is those Jedi te- texts mm-hmm. in that tree. So Ray took all that, all that knowledge with her and put it. So she's right. going to have all that in the next movie. Well, we see uh, that Rose is uh, that Finn is putting a blanket on Rose as Leia and Ray are having a conversation, and Ray is holding uh, both ends of the lightsaber that cracked in half in front of her and Kylo, and she's asking Ray or she's asking Leia, like, "What do we do now? Like, there's barely any of us right here, and th- this is fucking broken." And Leia just looks at her, is like, "Look, we have everything we need right here in front of us." He pl- she places her hand on Ray, and then we cut to. Those three stable kids. The one kid is telling the story mm-hmm. of the great Luke Skywalker and the him standing in front of the First Order against all odds, and he's in his own alien dialect. 
But he's in the middle of telling the story, and then the guy that beats them comes into it and just basically like, tells him to get the fuck out of here. And then the little boy that gets the ring from Rose uses the force to bring a broom to his hand. And he just looks out at the stars. He sees a, a ship zip by in, the, in the, the heavens above him. And he just looks on and hopeful and ready to take on whatever mm-hmm. because of the stories that he told. And he holds, he holds up the fucking broom like I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like every fucking Star Wars nerd did as a kid. Fucking holding the broom, taking on fucking anything in your way. And he's there, standing there, ready to fuck it. I'm, uh, fuck this movie. I fucking love this movie, but I also fucking... <laughs> it's fucking tearing me apart. He's just standing there, looking out, hopeful. Maybe. Maybe I'll get out of this mess. It's a little boy in Ohio at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Fuck! <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yep, credits. Uh, written by Ryan, Ryan John, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Fucking hell. This movie does something to me, Take, right? take a second, <laughs> breathe. Yes. Um, <laughs> as you've heard, I fucking adore this movie. This movie means so much to me. It probably will be at the top of my list. We have one more movie next week, Rise of Skywalker. Um, but first, let's get into the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. And the critic score was 91%. The audience score... No surprise here, 42%. This movie got review-bombed review after mm-hmm. everything went down. But the budget for this movie in 2017 dollars was $317 million. Opening weekend made $220 million. Domestically, $620.1 million. Internationally, made $712.6 million. Altogether, in 2017 dollars, $1.4 billion. And then adjusted for inflation in 2022 dollars at 21.6% increase. Budget is $385.9 million. Opening weekend, $267.5 million. Uh, domestically altogether, $754 million. Internationally altogether, $866.4 million. And then altogether in 2022 dollars, $1.7 billion on just the one movie. Mm-hmm. So once again, I say... Disney made the right investment with only paying $4.4 billion for right. this entire franchise. As I've said, as you've heard me fucking cry about, as you've heard me fucking just get so fucking giddy about this movie, this movie is one of my favorite fucking movies. I really fucking enjoy this movie. It is good. Now, I, don't, I don't get as weepy as Greg does. <laughs> now, that being said, I do enjoy Rise of Skywalker. It's just there are elements. Like, at one point, and we forgot to mention it, is whenever he's talking to Ray, he's like, your parents were nobody. You're nobody. Yeah. You mean nothing to the story. And I can't believe I fucking forgot that it's one of my favorite parts, is that she has no connection to anybody. That she comes in and be- becomes one of these most powerful fucking force wielders to, uh, compared to uh, fucking Luke Skywalker. Right. And Kylo is just gaslighting her into thinking this because we find out later on that her parents are uh, connected in some way. Are somebody. Yes. We'll find out next week. Anyway, that is all I got. And that's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you think about The Last Jedi. Tell us if you get weepy like Greg does. (laughs) And then you can follow us on. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdinian. You can follow us on. You can follow me on both those platforms at that wanker. You can also follow us on TikTok at Nerdinian as well. And uh, you can follow the exploits of my D and D campaign. We actually just started a new session. We are two episodes in um, to 
a story by me. I am oh, DMing. Really? Okay. Um, it is a horror-themed campaign called Abandon All Hope. Okay. And uh, you can find that on Twitch at Wolfden, D-N-D, the letters D-N-D, because you can't use ampersands. Right, right. Also, every once in a while, we'll stream um, our Friday Night Magic games Okay, as well. Hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. The unknown future rolls towards us. I face it for the first time with a sense of hope. (laughs) 